Hello, ladies and gentlemen and in-betweeners. I am your hostess with the mostest, Alexander here for On The Rocks Radio Show, where celebrities and cocktails mix, and everybody has a cocktail tonight. I'm so happy to report. Tonight is our filmmakers episode with content creators of all levels, uh, with Dropping the Soaps, Paul Witten. Um, I thought Dropping the Soap was a whole different type of movie, but it's not that. Um, but she's my best friend, Gabriel Joseph, and CEO of Mighty Aphrodite Pictures, Jorge Chopopa. <laughs> is, is that how you say it? Sholapa. I can't figure out how to pronounce you Latinos in entertainment. I can't I, I can't even deal. With our guest co-host, um, hot from his crazy run on Prison Break, actor and activist Amin El-Gamal, and writer, producer, and my homie, who's not a homo, Corbett Uzel, let the drinks begin! <laughs> And most poor suckers are starving to death. I'd like to propose a toast. This is On the Rocks with Alexander, coming at you from Sunset Gower Studios in the heart of Hollywood, where I drink with your favorite celebrities and we talk about fashion, entertainment, pop culture, reality TV, and and that's about it. So pop a court, pour a glass, lean back, and enjoy On the Rocks every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on Universal Broadcasting Network. Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. Oh, look at that applause. <laughs> wow. Hello, hello, hello. It's Raining Men. Hallelujah. It is Raining Men tonight. Um, all male filmmakers are here and people in film. I did reach out to the females, uh, but they're busy actually filming. So, wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, before we get started, I know it's all fun and games here. We want to take a moment and express our sympathies uh, to the friends and families uh, of the victims of the bombing in Manchester. Um, horrible thing. Horrible thing. So, our, th our thoughts are with you. We never get political here on the show. We never bring it down, but uh, that, that needs a moment. So, our thoughts are definitely with you. And a shout out to my loser comedy colleagues that took it as uh, as an opportunity to make Ariana Grande jokes. I am the most tasteless person in the world, but I cannot tell you how many tasteless jokes um, that I saw. It's not cute. Not cute at all. Keep it cute or keep it mute. That's what we say here at On The Rocks. Um, so just wanted to say that. Today, our show is sponsored by our mega media sponsor, um, Infusion Beach Club, which is the Las Vegas-style luxury hotel coming to Palm Springs in just a few months. We're going to be doing live broadcast uh, poolside uh, all year long next to the bar, so I'm very, very scared for that. <laughs> Um, hello to our listeners around the nation on iHeartRadio, Universal Broadcasting Network, Player FM, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, Satchel, iTunes, and of course, we are streaming on Facebook Live, on Hillcrest Social in San Diego, True FM in Ohio, and nationally on Reverie Network. Uh, my mom, Mama Rose, is in the chat room. She'll be answering all your questions at ubnradio.com. She has done her research so she can answer the simple questions, keep her company, otherwise she's going to drink the whole time, and God knows what's going to happen. I'm going to have a new daddy. <laughs> uh, um, hello, Tony. Uh, for those of you that have asked, Kurt, our engineer who gives us our weekly pun, he's interning for the next three months, so I'm stuck with Tony Sweet, the owner of UBN, actually. You. Oh, wow. Where did you get that microphone from? Your nightstand uh, looks like it. <laughs> and it comes with batteries. <laughs> yes, well, you need them. <laughs> wah, wah. Uh, thank you for helping us out, Tony. Sure, anytime. I love when old people still have roles in Hollywood. Oh, see how he treats me? <laughs> wow. You look like Ellen DeGeneres. Um, I can't shut your mic off, you know that. Yes, I, that is true. I need to be nice. <laughs> um, so instead of Kurt's weekly pun, uh, Tony, you're going to give us, what, what advice do you have? What worldly old man advice do you have for us My today? My dear grandmother gave me this advice years ago okay. when I was a kid. All right, I can't wait for this. I know. She said, treat every problem as your dog would. If you can't eat it, just walk away. Done. Mike, Mike's <laughs> off. 
Don't say that to a chubby person because that's that's like a challenge, <laughs> right? It's like <laughs> that's why I picked it. <laughs> that's what all you pick. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for that worldly advice from Mr. Tony Sweet, owner of UBN Radio. <sighs> okay, you guys. One of my pet just to get things rolling because you guys are like, wow, what's happening? My biggest pet peeve, and since we're all watch TV, we're all in entertainment. You guys need to change this, and like, I'll be really, really happy. One of you is going to direct a commercial or be part of a commercial at some point. What is it with the commercials for the paper towels? And this has this has been forever, but it's it's getting worse now. The kids the spill something, huh? Are you talking about like the blue ink or no? No, I'm not even talking about the ink or anything. I'm just talking about every paper towel commercial has the kid making the huge mess, and you're a father, and there's this huge mess, and a dog has run over, and there's like an old man with like a turkey on the counter, and every <laughs> paper towel has the mom laughing and then cleaning up. Number one, why <laughs> is she laughing? True. Like, what the hell is so funny about a mess in your kitchen? Number two, why is it the kid or the guy or the, the animal? Well, like, why is the mom having to clean up and she's always smiling and laughing? If it's the patriarchy. Okay, but like, what person is like, yay, a mess? It's, it's, it's the same thing like with the salad. I know, but usually it's never like Hispanics in those commercials, so well, I no, can't really, <laughs> yeah, yes. that's different. Yeah. Yeah. It's because they don't use paper towels. They use like somebody's like <laughs> t-shirts from like a generation ago and they have a story about it. Oh, that's, that's what's happening. Right. No, but it's like make paper towels that are real and show the kids having to clean up their own mess. I'd buy a paper towel that even kids yelling. could use. Right. Yes, or be like, you know, something. Yeah. Clean up yeah. your mess. Yeah. That's why I'm with Gatorade commercials. Like I've never actually had a Gatorade at the gym. It's always like when you're hungover or like, Sick. Yeah, yeah, it's like I why, do Pedialyte for, for hangovers. Pedialyte's the best. Yeah, you can That's do banana. Really? That, why? Yeah, yeah. Pedialyte's the best. My brother drinks baking soda. What? Disgusting. You can actually have a banana too. That oh, yeah. No, that's healthy. <laughs> I don't want to go down that road. <laughs> that's like that's the gateway fruit. Sweat. Yes. Right. Then I'll be having fruit salad. <laughs> baking soda, Kale. really? Do you just like eat yeah. the baking soda by itself? But you like a raw egg and baking soda. Sounds like horrible. Yeah. But maybe are you making? I would rather be hungover. Well, yeah, me like, too. Well, I'd rather kill it's myself. Like relative. So, like, once you do something worse than when it's over, the hangover doesn't feel that bad. I, that After like eating a, that, nothing would feel bad. But isn't there something right? in cabaret? With yes, Liza I was just gonna say. What is that? Like anchovies? So it's and it's an called egg? a prairie oyster, and that's for hangovers. You do um, you do oyster sauce. And then something, but then you 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 eat There's a raw an egg. egg and you do it, and the Michael Maybe. York comes in. You sing cabaret. <laughs> <laughs> Hangovers averted. Well, that sounds awful. That. And then the Nazis come. Yeah. <laughs> 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 wah, wah. yeah, and then we think it's over, but then it's 2017, and then we have our current administration. Anyway, oh. uh, wah, wah. San Diego, I am coming for you. Uh, June 10th is out at the fair all day long with Hillcrest Social. We literally take over the San Diego fair, and I'm emceeing from 10 a.m. to 11 p.m., <laughs> and they put me right next to the beer garden. All I can drink beer. I'm going to be live streaming and emceeing um, all day long. We have entertainment from Pepper Mache, Kenny Brocknell, Ricky Rebell. Um, so I will be there. Either come see me June 10th or watch my live streams. Yikes, I'm so scared. OC Pride, I am performing in my cabaret show uh, June 24th. At 4 p.m. <laughs> what cabaret shows at 4 p.m.? That's the slot I well, got. Pride, there's day drinking. So. <laughs> Honey, my life is day drinking. <laughs> that is true. And I'm going to be joined on stage by the shirtless violinist uh, whose music videos are going viral. He's actually visiting. Uh, we're putting a little show together that we're uh, going to be touring nationally, hopefully. Also, check out my latest article in Bear World Magazine rrr, and Gay Buzzer <laughs> uh, with comedian and adult entertainer. Um, aren't we all entertaining adults? Like, why did they say adult entertainment? Like that unless you're a porn. clown, no, it's not for kids. wait. That's porn, right? Is that, I think yeah, that's I think porn. that means yeah. That porn. refers to porn. But like, okay, like unless you're a clown, <laughs> aren't we all entertaining adults? 
Hmm. I guess. Yeah, I guess. Like, when they say, like, pervert entertainment or, like, single man entertainment, right? Like, that's more like <laughs> two. Pervert? Wait, speak for no, yourself. No, no, no. <laughs> no, I'm live. You know, my mom's watching. No, porn's bad. <laughs> Do you say porn or porno? My mom and I actually had a fight about this. Both. I don't think I've ever said the word porno. I never before. said porno. Who said so porno? Yeah. I don't think those words have ever come out well, of my mouth. Just like just like now. 70s, I think it's just like a yeah, it's just like a generational thing. Yeah. I See, I thought it was a seventies thing, and then we made the big joke, and I'm like, Mom, nobody says porno anymore. And then on TV, like four different shows, young people were saying porno. Hmm. I think both I've are acceptable, porn and porno. But I we think. know in your in your household, I mean, anything's it, it, acceptable. That's so true. <laughs> yes, this one has a little person. Bring it on! I'm gonna watch it. <laughs> um, but check out my picture with Wesley Woods here. Such uh, a fun guest, um, and the article is really fun talking about his life. He's a stand-up comic, uh, comic, and he's gonna be coming back to guest co-host. Uh, but we had a really good time. Uh, coming up on the show, Marianne from Gilligan's Island is coming on. <laughs> I'm so excited because I love that show. Uh, Peter Page from Queer as Folk uh, is coming. Carly. Hughes from American Housewife, which is the only sitcom that I'm watching on network TV. And then next week is a real treat for uh, voiceover acting. Um, it's it's a it's like a cartoon fantasy. E.G. Daly, voice of Tommy Pickles and Rugrats and Babe Pig in the City. Um, also, Buttercup and Powerpuff Girls is in uh, with Kari uh, Walgreen, who is main characters in Teen Titans, Phineas and Ferb, Archer and Star Wars Clone, and Carlos um, Alazraki. All of these Latino Alazraki. <laughs> Jorge, help me out. How do you say that? I have no idea. A los Rocky. A los Rocky. There you yeah. go. Yeah. That, that sounds good. You have to come back next week just to introduce him. Um, he was from Reno 911, but he also voices uh, uh, in Rocco's Modern Life, The Family Guy, and Fairly Odd Parents. He also did the Taco Bell Chihuahua guy. Like, no. that was his start in oh voiceover. Yes. Yeah. What happened to that dog? They killed it. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> in a porno somewhere. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Um, all righty, let's get this show on the road. I want to introduce uh, my guest co host. I mean, you are coming back to the show. And I got a lot of, I got, I got a lot of listener email for you, really? by the way. Yes. You were a little tired that day. Hadn't you done like four interviews? Yeah, I had done some press. I did an interview earlier in the day, and then I was live tweeting. The epi- it was my first episode on the show that day. I noticed your fingers seemed very tired. You could barely <laughs> lift the glass. You were like, somebody well, feed me. I live-tweeted with the East Coast, then I came here, and then I had to live-tweet with the West Coast. So I wasn't totally present. Now, I were tweets think. different from the West Coast to the East Coast? No, they just they just air at different times. No, honey, I know that. <laughs> 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 but were they like, it, like, like New York, where they're like, hey, what was up with that show? And West Coast are like, hey, man, what was up with that show? Like, was there a different um, tone? No, I think it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's I don't know. <laughs> this show is at, or is airing right now, 10 p.m. Eastern time, just so you know. <laughs> no, it was it all. It is, yeah. Um, I would say there's a higher volume in the East Coast. I mean, there's more of them, um, but I don't. Yeah, no, I don't. There's not like any like Bronx slang or anything. <laughs> it's funny because when we get call-ins, or and uh, in fact, you can call in. What's the call-in number, Tony? Can you use your your fancy microphone? I mean, it work. Okay, three two three two eight four seven eight two six. Okay, can you say it slower, please? Three two three two eight four seven eight two six. All right. You can call in with with your questions about filmmaking, um, everything. Uh, but I've noticed I can tell if somebody's like from the from the Midwest. There's like a whole different tone from somebody from LA to New York. But no, no. There's a lot of international fans. So I get a lot of broken English, and sometimes I'm like, "What is that? Uh, is that a nice thing?" And there's a lot of they, they. I get tweeted in like every language, but it's nice because Twitter can like let you translate it. But the translation is really it's funny. Terrible. I actually did it. Yeah, it's terrible. I actually did an interview. <laughs> Um, that was in English, that was translated to, to Arabic, and then tra- translated back to English. That must have been interesting. I, know, I wish I brought it. It was really funny. 
It's, it's like funny. Amin has like a fetish for like wind up bunnies, and yeah, you're like, no, I was like, like, I like Easter. I don't know. Instead of like seeing a big hit, they're like Amin's big explosions. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a <laughs> back to porno. Yes, yeah, back to porno. That's a whole different movie. Um, uh, so you are not new to the show, but I want to introduce Corbett. Corbett, we've known each other. We were just saying uh, for the past 10 years. Let me just read a little bit about Corbett. Uh, he's covered a lot of ground in the entertainment industry, current developing TV shows for A. Smith and Company Productions. Uh, prior to that, he produced commercials for brands such as Hyundai, Toyota, and P&G. And before that, he financed feature films and TV shows distributed by Lionsgate, Touchstone Pictures, and NBC Universal. Uh, Corbett is a longtime friend of mine uh, from the banking years ago. Um, and you've worked in all kinds of environments of film, good, bad, independent, yeah, now, good, good you know. that is right. Yeah. yeah. I've been around for sure. Now, how do you juggle all that? Because you also, you, you have a family, you're, you're a father. You know, when, like, all of us, like, what responsibilities do we really have? We're all, I think, single. I have a cat. <laughs> I have a dog. God. Exactly, we're single. Now you know why. <laughs> no, but it's like our response, like if we want to be a starving artist, we can be a starving artist because we only have to answer for ourselves. Sure. You have a family to answer, so like, how do you deal with like, let's let's be in entertainment, this is my dream, but you have to, you know, yeah, no, it's um, pay the bells. Yeah, ki- kids, uh, kids is a, a horrible decision. Oh, if you I choose know. Entertainment. It sounds like it. Yeah. yeah, kids ruin everything. <laughs> no, it, just period. Like Disneyland, no, Chuck E. Cheese, they just ruin stuff. Yeah, no, it's uh, it it's uh, layers and layers of complication. It uh, um, it was a horrible decision, but now <laughs> I'm so happy. Your kids um, actually are cute. You know when your friends have ugly kids, you can't like. You, there's nothing that I can say because I will not lie. I'm just like I'll tell them. Yeah, but your kids are cute. <laughs> Who said that? I don't tell them. Well, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> You're real fun at baptisms. <laughs> yeah, no, it's. I mean, it's uh, uh, truth. It's it's hard. It's uh, uh, to um, uh, the, the starving artist thing. Forget about it. Uh, I have. Um, it's it's virtually taken me out of the in- industry at points because because it becomes the responsibilities are just too too much so they're they're rad and 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 what ends up happening and that's the crazy thing is that you um you're and it's so sappy but but you you're in love with these little effers and uh, um and you and you start making decisions in their favor and you uh, your own kind of wants and needs and desires are uh, um backseated and and that's kind of just what happens. So that's why this I is also why we're all don't single. do it because we yeah, don't do we're it. Selfish. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah. we're no, but here's the thing: it's like so if you guys suffer as a family now, but then like Jim Carrey, uh, I think he was dating somebody. Somebody had a kid, and he it was before like, In Living Color had hit, so he ba- he could not support anything. But now, of course, he could write a check for whatever he wants. So like, how far do you keep going? In terms of being penniless, before like you give up your dream, I, I think you know really what it is is that uh, you know, and I, th- I think this goes for for everybody. It 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 becomes a um, like an obsession in, on some level because because the easiest thing to do would just be to give up and move on and get a I don't know a sale like a sales job, but a I, banking well, job, yeah, yeah. And I think, like, we know from our L.A. friends, everybody comes to L.A. and they want to be an actor or whatever. So few people are actually willing to do the work. You have to you have to wake up working. You have to go to bed working. If you have to work at UPS from 10 p.m. 
at, until 4 a.m. and then be on set at 6. That's what you do. But a lot of people, I think, in L.A. are not willing to do that. They think people should discover them, and they're just not willing to do that work. Well, I think that that's what, why the obsession comes in, is that you, you almost have to be pathological about it, like a, 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 a drive, <laughs> you know, because uh, otherwise it ain't worth it. Like, a lot of times, yeah. it ain't worth it. The sexiness of it, I mean, like it, it uh, um, certain parts of it, but um, but the day to day is a grind, right? Um, and we're going to talk about what your company and, and like how how you get a show pitched and how you start working on development. We're going to talk about a little bit about reality TV, which you like to call scripted. Um, yeah, un unscripted. Thank you very much. Un unscripted. So we're, we're going to get to all that. But I, I wanted to tell our listeners a story about us. We used to work at a bank, and you know me. Like, can you imagine me at a bank? Like, no. And it wasn't just like at the, your local branch. It was like. It was like corporate entertainment banking. Like I was dealing with celebrity accounts, and you were doing film financing. Um, there was one day that we decided at lunch to drink a little, because <laughs> you know we were drinking buddies. One day, this was years and years ago. It has no uh, correlation now. But you and I got really tanked, and so we ended up at Fiesta Cantina in West Hollywood. Oh my god! And it was like three p.m. in the afternoon, and we were in our suits, whatever. No, but you, you left out the part about oh, I left us out a lot. Stumbling back, okay, yeah, <laughs> oh, okay. intentionally. You want to tell it? Go stumbling ahead. Stumbling back into work and us being, you know, uh, thankfully you were working for somebody that, uh, um, that you know. Uh, Hi, Annette. <laughs> yeah, right. And so she asked us to. Um, uh, we probably uh, like you know uh, just. Uh, we were giggling. We were giggling, flushed. Sank. Um, and and just said to, to to get out, and she was actually saving us. Yeah, she was moment. like, just leave, whatever. So we went to West Hollywood, um, Fiesta Cantina. I don't know if you know Fiesta Cantina, but they have two for one of the strongest margaritas, and we're sitting there like, uh, what is happening? And it happened to be this was years ago when the Prop Eight had had uh, before it was denied when it was when it was first like we could get married for like what like three months or whatever, and so Univision was there on the streets interviewing people, and of course Univision goes to Fiesta Cantina because there's Mexican food there, right? <laughs> they came and interviewed us. Do you remember? We're like, yeah. <laughs> we couldn't speak Spanish or anything. We're like, yay, gay marriage. We were like, can you? Imagine if somebody from the bank had seen that. Number one, your wife, she could have seen that. But the fact that we were supposed to be working for very high-level corporate jobs. Yeah, it was, uh, no, it was rad. And and again, is uh, um, just kind of like a straight man at a, at a gay bar, like <laughs> celebrating Prop 8 was... Uh, <laughs> Was was memorable. <laughs> memorable. Oh Lord, that, that that was a fun day. Anyway, well, welcome to the show, Corbett. We're gonna pick your brain on on uh, on on how to pitch a show and 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 get your material seen. Um, Amin, let me just give a little blurb about you. Uh, returning to the show is Amin El Gamal, starting his TV career on a little show called The Newsroom, actually filmed here at Sounds yeah. Like Our Studios. Uh, he has appeared in Shameless, The Librarian, Shirtless, by the way, Google, because you got all these fans looking for you shirtless. It's there. Uh, most recently making headlines for his role as Cyclops in Prison Break. Uh, little known fact, he was born during an earthquake and is also listed as the 13th most popular Palo Alton on IMD Bay. That is a true fact. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. It's, it's an honor that I hold dear I'm in the sure. bowels of my soul. <laughs> the very bowels. Um, and part of, because you've, you've done huge network shows, um, but you've also, uh, you're part of the ensemble in the independent film, uh, Namor, covering the lives of Arab Americans, which is now streaming on Netflix. So you give us some insight being an actor in independent projects mm -hmm. in terms of a big network um, stuff. And you've done a lot of theater as, as well. So life from Prison Break, you know, you got so much press because you were you were the big villain on the reboot of Prison Break, and everybody's all excited. Um, and then you came out. Well, you didn't come out. You've always been an openly gay, mm -hmm. but Muslim. You have all these things. Playing a terrorist, it's like yeah. 
Career suicide or good idea? Um, well, I don't know. I'd avoided that character for a while. Um, and my career was pretty, was a little bit stagnant. And I actually auditioned, they kind of tricked me because I wasn't really auditioning for that kind of role. I'd asked not to. But they'd called me in for a different character, like the gay Arab character Sid on the show, which is amazing that there's an openly gay Muslim Arab character on a network show. But that's do pretty th- amazing. Do you, th- do you think that's because the lead came out as gay too? Do you think that, that yeah, helped? Yeah, I think, I think, well, they were like, now we have gay fans. Because because Wentworth Miller is they always in, had gay fans. Oh between. yes, they did. Well, yeah, those two brothers. Think, poof, fan fiction. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering if there was like offshoot porn. <laughs> there must be porno. 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 So so I, I I was called back for that character too, and then the creator of the show like last minute sprung me this character, and I literally laughed when I read it. I was like. One-eyed, like, ISIS guy named Cyclops. This is awful and not good. Um, But I sort of, I don't know, I just jumped in. I just, like, committed to it, and I found a way that I could relate to the character and then shockingly was offered the part. It was... <laughs> well, you, you you brought so many different aspects to it because it wasn't your typical, like, big yeah, I think, villain. You were I think this, like, because, sneaky snake. Because, first of all, like, I have that you know, the, the religious and ethnic background, though my character is not religious at all. Um, but I have that background. I was able, and because I am who I am, I was able to add a little bit of complexity or at least attempt to as much as I could as a villain who had to fulfill the role of making, you know, their lives, the hero's lives as horrible as possible. So I think, I think there's some of that. There was some, you know, it's a, it's a show that is very action-oriented. There's, like, many plot lines. So a lot of, like, the kind of, human acting moments got cut but I think I don't know I was proud of my performance and I think it it gave me a platform to talk about things that I wouldn't have had and I think unfortunately as a person of color in this business you just have to make some compromises until you don't have to and I was going to ask about that because you were, you've been written about in, in every gay publication and it's, you know, gay, gay, gay. Are you gayed out now? You're like, okay, I've talked about it. Yeah, well, I just think, that, I mean, there's other, ass- I, I'm proud. I don't, I'm not going to hide it or right. try to shrink back into the closet, which I don't think is possible. But there are other aspects. I've seen you, like your clothes ensemble. There's no room there for anything else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't want to pigeonhole myself, but I also think that if, if we keep hiding, then we'll never have the ability to be free, you know? And I think like like masculinity and heterosexuality is put in the forefront and that doesn't hinder anyone's career, so why should homosexuality? I love Boom. it, I love it. Um, talking a little bit about your action, I wanted to play your, your denouement, um, so to speak, in Prison Break. I love this scene. I was watching at home like a little girl because we had already met because you'd been on the show and I'm like, go with me, go with me! And I was like, ah! I was like a mom. So let's, let's, let's watch this scene from they Prison have it, Break. They have it online? Yes. Girl, we get access to everything. This is a real oh. show, I mean. I oh, know, I didn't mean that it wasn't. Come on, Tony, I have faith in you. Okay, well, can, can you try again? Okay. Refresh, Tony. Okay. Um, but it's it's your big action scene. Um, oh, yeah. so So, Tony, try to find that, but can we play? There we go. Okay. Um, it's it's this big action scene, and it was it was a climax kind of mm-hmm. for, for your character. We also we're gonna play the scene as as viewers saw it, but then we're also gonna play the rehearsal oh uh, reel. You guys filmed in, in in Morocco. Yeah, that scene was in Morocco. We were in Morocco for about three weeks. It was incredible. I 
I am super lanky and uncoordinated. So they put me in like very intense boxing training and arms training. And I had to beg the stunt coordinator to get up early in the morning and to practice the fight with me at the gym the hotel before he went on set. And then Wentworth was kind enough to, to rehearse with me a few times. Oh, too. I'm sure he was up for it. <clears throat> <laughs> Private coaching. Let's take a look at, the, at, at this scene. And you can kind of talk us through it. We've been chasing each other in the desert. Yes. Oh, God. He doesn't find those tire tracks by nightfall. He never will. Oh, that's not... Oh, I see. Yeah. Michael! All right, so, that, so that's, that's just a little recap. snippet. Yeah, yeah, because I was yeah. going to say, wow, they cut it all. No, yeah. no, no. no. Um, so, but I, I, and then I want to uh, to look at your, your rehearsal. Inspire. <laughs> There's something on the seat. And, and that's what we're double, Colby. He's amazing. <laughs> Did you make those noises on set? No, that was the oh, okay. set coordinator. <laughs> I was like, no, we actually shot real guns. So. Nothing here. Yeah. What about underneath? In blanks. <laughs> this is the first time I learned it, so please. <laughs> <laughs> Cut. <laughs> I, I love that you committed to the rehearsal for that with the grunts and all that. And as a gay man, not that you and I are the same body type at all, but if I had an action sequence like that, I would be very concerned with the level of masculinity being in that type. I played a boxer once in my youth, <laughs> and I was so afraid that I was going to be like... <laughs> yeah, I mean that is a that is a concern, but I think um, the character was not supposed to be a very good fighter. Just be very scrappy and passionate to kind of make up for his skill, and I, you know, so it kind of worked. I didn't really shy away from my own physicality, um, and I think I think having worked having worked on being in boxing training like really helped kind of blunt that that out. But also, I'm an actor, so I can behave however I want to as a person, and then not. There was an article that came out, and I wanted to know all of your take on this. There was an article about method acting and that it needs to go away. You know, we have the Daniel Day-Lewis who, who lives his characters, literally will live as his characters. And it was, uh, there, there was this article, th this was years ago, uh, where they asked Jack Lemmon what he thought about Saving Private Ryan, that he put everybody through boot camp. And he was like, well, why didn't they just act? And it was like, girl, <laughs> shade. Um, and this article this last week came out that uh, method acting needs to go away, that it's ridiculous. We're actors. We know that we're actors. We know that there's cameras there. We know that we've rehearsed. We know we have lines. We know that that's an actress. Sure. What do you guys think about that? Well, I think it's a combination. I mean, I think you can go too far, but there's definitely research. I mean, every role requires a different amount of research and preparation and different kinds. I, I don't trick myself or live. Out. I never, you know, I was like doing a take and then like laughing and making jokes. I mean, Wentworth and I were doing like word games in between takes of this like super long and masculine fight. What words were being used? <laughs> Judy Garland. <laughs> no, we were we were doing names. Someone would say a name. I think I used Judy Garland. Did you point. really? And then you use like because you're a big I Judy Garland. Yeah, I am. And yeah. then I think you find the name that has like the first word that's the same letter as the last name. And, and you have to use that. Yeah, and we kept that's going an acting on like game, that. Right? Yeah, yeah, it was actually really fun. But like, I don't, I didn't, I didn't feel the need to like, you know, want to join ISIS. 
but I did look at ISIS like recruitment <laughs> videos. Good. You know, well, thank you. Stuff. Thanks for that. You're welcome. But the I show's think, a bomb uh, enough. You know what I mean? But, then, but there's that also a bad, like that's bad taste. Sorry. So to, sorry. I know. I didn't well, even think. Sorry. It's okay. But when you do when you do dialect, sometimes it's easier to stay in the dialect. I don't know. It kind of varies. But like the idea of, you know, tricking yourself into thinking that you're not yourself. I don't buy into this. I get staying in your accent or staying in character, yeah. but enough to, like, if, like, a PA comes over and says, hey, you need to move over you here. Don't, like, punch no, I'm yeah. Abraham Lincoln. I'm not moving over left. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I don't take it that far, but what people do whatever they need to do. I can't judge. I don't know what you guys... What you, I yeah, I kind of feel like everyone... Well, I think yeah. everyone has a different process. I mean, I've seen amazing performances from a lot of actors like Brando, you know, yeah. who are, are known method actors. And James I'm Dean, not when gonna, he was in that crime scene, was not even scripted. And I'm not going to argue with those great performances. Yeah. So it's like, I don't personally use that technique, but I know many great actors that do. And I think as long as they're nice to the people around them and they kind of engage the way, you know, you'd like to on a set by... But, but as a director, Corbett, I know that you've directed stuff, and Jorge, obviously you're directing like a, a new like motion picture every day. <laughs> um, do, do you like that from your actors? I mean, that must be a pain in the ass to work with. I mean, I, I, I've worked with only one, and um, this, all I have to say is that you have to have a lot of training. You can't just be someone from you know Kentucky and just want to be a method actor the first time you land in Hollywood. It's just, it doesn't work. Because people get the mis- uh, a really you have bad to learn how to method exactly. act. yeah, and you have to learn how to control yourself too. And and I work with one who is actually well, I'm not sure if he's a method actor, but I think he he is. He's just and crazy. Well, no, he's really talented. He's on my feature film, and you know his name's Leo, and and he's great. But he knows how to separate from from, from you know when we say cut, but he still keeps a little bit you know while we're waiting. So uh, I think you just have to be really well trained. Otherwise, you you'll screw it up. You know. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it could be um, tortuous, like yeah. self, uh, yeah. like masochistic. Tortuous? Goals. Yeah. That's Is a that word. a word? You just made that up, Trump. Torture. Hell yeah. Tortuous? <laughs> really? Yeah. We actually went to the same school, uh, 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 college. Oh, we went to Chapman University, right, yeah. yeah. You were in the filmmaking school. Yes, I we're was. We're not there the same year, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, yeah, no, I mean, you know, I, I, can't, I can't say that I have a lot of experience with it, but it seems to me that, uh, that you, just like anything else, just need to be healthy with it, you know. And uh, and for me, um, having a little bit of acting experience, just a little bit, I uh, um, I think that uh, you it makes sense though because you do want to have some kind of connection to it, prep right, and then have some connection to the character, don't lose it, mm-hmm. um, uh, because uh, and be able to find it again when you're going back. Into yeah, that yeah. Like Meryl Streep stays in her accent all day long. Like that's what. Yeah, I think it's exactly. like a and technical thing. Kind of. performance. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, that's the thing. If it doesn't affect the other actors, I don't know what you were gonna finish saying, Corbett, but. I kind of feel like, as an actor, if you're working with someone whose method, as long as it doesn't become so much about their process that your process mm-hmm. is negated or, or the inflicted other actors. upon, right? So that's kind of what I was trying to say. Is I think it's it's great, whatever mm-hmm. whatever works for you, as long as it's for you. But I, I think also sorry. I mean, acting for me is like a combination of like, you know, harvesting like my own experiences, my imagination, and then like external, you know. Stuff, like research, so I think I think you can always I, I can find a connection to anything without by just like being myself. I mean, I think that's part of it. And, and I was going to say that because I think a good method actor is someone that doesn't say it; they just perform, and you just know their method, and they keep their you know their distance, and they perform, and they're really good. 
and and if they're not, if they're just kind of just waltzing around saying, "Oh, I'm a method actor," no, you're not. Yeah, you can't and say it. It's yeah. like yeah, I'm classy. Yeah. No, girl, yeah. you're not. <laughs> I also think if you're going to work <laughs> that hard in the process, you'd better be good. Yeah. You have yeah. to be yeah. good. Can so you match? Yeah. If, if, if you're not great, then it's like, well, yeah. you might want to try. I think. Else. Yeah, I mean, it's you just want an actor who's living in the performance. Exactly. You know, yeah. and and any and to you know, I don't want to get too like meta, but like. I am living my life in the performances I do, even though obviously I know it's fake. But I don't think of, that means it makes me method, you know. And you've done a lot of theater work, and theater work, we all know there's an audience there because they're coughing, they're getting their cough drop yeah. out. Always like coughing. you know, they're snoring, and you're using <laughs> the same line that you said Fanning the night before. The all that. Yes, yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, well, your your uh, attendees at Knob Hill, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, you've also been listed as the top available bachelors in Attitude Magazine. How has dating changed from Prison Break? Like, do you have to do you have to deactivate your Grinder account? <laughs> well, I'm not on Grinder. Let's check. Me. <laughs> I love doing this when somebody says they're not Grinder, and I check. No, and on I'm Grindr. not. Oh I have God. no. I have no nothing against Grinder. I just I haven't. I don't really online date. Um, but dating has changed. They're like, oh, there's people because you're like who, on red carpets now, and yeah, I mean, like, there's like people who like, I don't know, like my tweets and want to sleep with me in like the Midwest and then like France <laughs> or something, and we'll never meet. I don't know. I, I never I don't say know. never. When they show up on your door, you're like, <laughs> we we in the Midwest. <laughs> I had a stalker once after the newsroom, actually. Oh, yeah. I love the news. Who were you in that? Jeff Daniels tweeted just the, at him and said, great job on this episode. I was in the first season. I was the Egyptian reporter that yes. got We have oh a picture. God, yeah. Great. Yes. Thank you. That was yeah. like, yeah. And that was like your first building. big TV project. Yeah, that was right out of school. Do you say TV when it's HBO, though? Because I, I don't think mm -hmm. HBO is TV. It, they had that slogan, it's not TV, it's HBO. Oh, okay. They don't so use it anymore. It's HBO. Though, right? All right. All right. It's um, TV. It's on a TV. So, like, do you go on more dates, or are you still just... I'm not dating anyone at all, ever. Oh, oh, oh. But it's not, I don't feel like I'm, I don't, I, I, I think I'm, like, okay. <laughs> you're fine, because you're busy and all that. Yeah. Now, were you afraid to bulk up when, oh, there's your picture from, uh, from I think that was oh, that your was actually very room. first e episode. Yeah, I was terrified. I could barely produce sound. Because <laughs> that would be terrifying. I mean, you're on set, and yeah. it's, like, a big show, like the newsroom. I was, they were so nice and gave me this big trailer, and I was afraid to like stay there because I was like, you know, what if they need me? So I would stay like right behind the <laughs> set. Oh, on the but I think that's a, that's a cute, that's a first actor thing. Like you just want to be available all the time. And like Aaron Sorkin, his entourage would come around. And he'd be like, looking at me, being like, "Why is he here?" <laughs> like I'm method acting. <laughs> Which is funny because your trailers uh, for Prison Break in Morocco they, weren't they like a king's old trailers? Yeah, they, they were like the old-fashioned Gulfstream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were the. I think they were donated by the royal family. Apparently, the prince like loves Prison Break and devoted a whole. Station to like prison break reruns, so we were treated awesome. like royalty. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> All right, well, it's good catching up. You guys are going to help me interview the rest of our crew. Um, I want to bring in everybody. I want to just talk about some relevant burning topics, and then we're going to get into nitty gritty. McDonald's is doing Uber Eats. <laughs> this are? is only relevant what? to me, like the husky. No, one no, no. Here. Slow down. Me too. What is this? Uber Eats. Do any of you use Uber Eats? Uber no. Eats is a hangover. <laughs> That's all it is. They should just call it the hangover. I've up. tried to use it like once, but I oh, I've used it worst. many times. I don't know how to even do it. They do Chipotle. So Uber, it's like an it's like Uber driver. Service. The driver, and you see them the driving Uber. to Chipotle, and you're just <laughs> you're just sitting there, and then they drive to your house, and they literally open the window. Oh, and so you it's sit. just like Grubhub, except it's Uber. Yes, because you can track it, and it, it's faster. Because oh. Grubhub takes like 
an hour to. I'm dead by then. I'm like, I need my eats now. <laughs> um, especially McDonald's has that new fork with fries. I'm looking at a room full of like healthy, fabulous people. No, like, no, no. I'm no. totally about McDonald's. <laughs> not true. <laughs> anyway, but would you guys order McDonald's from Uber Eats? Yes. No. Probably not. Yes. I have one down the street from my house. So if I'm that lazy, then I should be killed. I'm that lazy. Yeah, me, really? me too. Because if you're in bed and hungover, it's, like it's usually like when you're craving McDonald's, it's yeah. not when you're being away. productive. Like, oh, no, I'm in my pajamas. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I've You're got, that homeless person. Move. I'm like a homeless person okay. driving through and like handing them money Sometimes the I've forgotten things at other places, like people's house or whatever, and I'll have Uber do it. Like, I left my... I love I left the things at people's houses. <laughs> no, like one night stands. We know what No, I left my charger at someone's house, and so I had an Uber bring it to me. Like I paid seventeen dollars to get my no. charger. Yeah, you are such a princess. Yeah, I was. I'm lazy, <laughs> but you're so fit. <laughs> well, okay, so you okay. Have to be in Try McDonald's soul. once. Uh, I mean, I would. Uh, that just seems like pretty. Does it have to be McDonald's? No. So Uber Eats does. Uh, they do all your local restaurants, but they'll do Chipotle. Um, they Jack in the Box. I'm like obsessed with Jack in the Box. Oh my oh, god, those. Yeah. That's one of the only places I will say no oh to. No, no, no. Have you I had their barbecue the sauce? Box. Yeah, of course We're I've pathetic. had their barbecue <laughs> sauce. <laughs> it's the best barbecue curly sauce fries. ever. Curly and fries. Curly fries. fries. Yes. Skinny mini. Really? You're gonna curly say curly? We have pictures of you in your like magazine. They're like, uh, we have to add weight to you. Girl. Yeah, my doctor no, told me I had to gain five to ten pounds. Yeah, my doctor never said that to me. I'm the most hated person in LA. Well, yes. Anyway, we're gonna work through that. You guys, Courtney Love. Now, you and I come from an older generation, and Paul, much older generation. Um, much older. <laughs> where Courtney Love was Courtney Love. And I have a story about Courtney Love, which I'll share, but she's in the new Lifetime TV movie about the Menendez brothers. Oh, no man, that's amazing. Yes. Yeah. Is it amazing? And she's, yeah. Yes. I mean, it's amazing because it's so good bad, right? No. Is she good at Who's that good for her? Don't judge her. That's me. Is she, she was on Empire. Bless her heart. Right. Is she yeah, I saw her on Empire. She was pretty good. She was good is she Empire. kidding me? That's right. She's yeah. the mom. Yeah. She's the mom. Yeah. That's when I yeah. used to watch Yeah, it. is that the Law and Order? <laughs> I love no, it's the Lifetime TV. The Law and Order one has Edie Falco. Oh, okay. Either one. Aren't we done with the Menendez brothers? No, we're not. Why? Well, Can we be done? Were we done with OJ? And that was no. amazing. No, because that was amazing. Ryan Murphy came out with the most intense, amazing was, piece of work. I just watched it. It was great. It you was just? Really Paul. I know. Get I'm, with the I, program. I know. I'm very behind. I'm going through McDonald's getting fries. <laughs> <laughs> very busy. Meanwhile, we're at home. I'll get it later. Fair I'm point. Fair point. Blah, 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 blah. But you know what? To your point, when they first announced OJ, I'm like, why do we need a whole mini series right. about OJ with amazing stars except John Travolta? Oh. But, Oops. but then the first few episodes, you're like, wow. Because we got to see about how the system works. Right. And then about what really happened. I was like, wow. And but what, I don't really care about the Menendez brothers. I'll be honest. Oh, I guess I do because I actually auditioned to play one of the brothers a million years ago when when that was happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I went to lifetime. the trial. No, it was... Uh, <laughs> you went to the trial? I went to the trial. And Shut I got to know up. Dominic Dunn. <laughs> And he invited, invited me over to his hotel at the Chateau. Uh -huh. and no, we didn't. <laughs> but, but Room uh, service. <laughs> you didn't get out of the room that day. Uber Eats. Yeah, <laughs> um, uh, yeah and it was fascinating Uber to watch Eats. legal Uber. arguments and to watch those lawyers, Leslie Abramson and um, Pamela Bazanich. It's like Dynasty on a yeah, day, yeah, day yeah. basis. And it, and it feels like ages ago, but it was really compelling to watch these brothers testify about this abuse and... To, just to see the legal fights back and forth that they would have without the jury and without the, the brothers in there was absolutely fascinating. So I am curious to see it. Because that was one of the great things about the OJ movie, right? 
was watching but the inner workings of the process. But it wasn't about him. It was about the people around him. Yeah. I don't give I'm, a shit about OJ. I really exactly cared about That's exactly what I'm saying. It's, it's about the legal arguments and the case, possibly. All so right. if it's about that, I think it could be interesting. Give it a shot. Alexander, come on. But All right, like Paul. Him. Open you your inspired. heart. Oh, my, my what? <laughs> <laughs> heart. Might as well say kidney, sweetie. They're both gone. <laughs> okay, so we're looking forward to So Courtney Love, a year, my friend was her uh, assistant, personal assistant. So for one year, after work, at the bank, at Citibank, in West Hollywood, I would drive to Alpine Drive, which is where Courtney Love was renting a house, and I would spend almost every day with Courtney Love at her house with what? Frances Bean, and she would wear her Golden what? Globe dresses around yeah. the house. This is a book that needs yeah. to be written. This she is a lifetime would read movie. poetry to me. She would lock the doors so it was only Courtney. her me. <laughs> right, exactly. And she was obsessed with Sound of Music. She would... Who isn't? I hate Sound of Music. It's the only musical. Take my card away. I've I don't never care. seen it. You're uh, what? I know. Okay, I that's need even to, worse that's than hating really it. Wow. It's on my list of things. I I don't knock it until you try it. Try I mean, it, then knock it. Yeah. I mean, it's awful. have you seen it? I, I have seen it many times. And do you I've like never it? Seen it? I appreciate it. From a straight man. <laughs> sound of Music. It's a classic. Oh, we get it. He's straight. Straight people could like Sound of Music. No, I have because his friends are watching. They're like, oh, what's happening? No, I no, I mean, I I don't feel anything. I mean, it's a typical straight. Man, yeah. I feel nothing. <laughs> Good. Yeah, no, that's actually from a chorus line. Now. Just so you know, it's a whole different music. Anyway, yeah, joke for me. <laughs> it's like nostalgia, you know. It's, it's kind of yeah, it's nostalgia, it's, and then the Nazis come again. <laughs> like every musical, there's Nazis. <laughs> right. All, right. All the good All musicals right. have 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 Nazis. Apparently. Okay, so on that thing about TV, Penelope Cruz. Is playing, and I, this is new to me. I don't know how I'm the, I'm the only one that was not in the know, playing Donatelli Versace yeah. in the American Crime for Network TV. How? It's 2017, <laughs> y'all. I, I first, I thought Lady Penelope Gaga was going to do it. Yeah. At first they had said Lady Gaga was going to do it. And she then, should do it. because she's like more like her. Yeah, well, she hasn't knows. And yeah. <laughs> she has a few. Um, but Penelope <laughs> Cruz? I don't know how I feel about that. I don't feel that good. I think she'll Have pull you seen what though. she looks yeah. like yet? Yeah, Ooh. she's blonde. Penelope Cruz. As yes, Don't yes. Face, it was released. Right? Uh, Tony, if you could look it up, uh, E uh, E or Entertainment Weekly released the first image, and of course, it's her with like two half naked guys, and you're like, oh, it looks great, but you're not looking at her. Penelope Cruz is such an amazing <laughs> actress, but her on TV, I don't see an actress like that on TV. We not tell. I just physically changed. don't see it. Like I don't see the connection. There it is. Yeah, the yeah, two yeah. Of them. Um, Tony's gonna pull it up. Doesn't. Uh, oh, yeah. That doesn't look like her. Can like, you show that to our our, our, our viewers? T yeah, Tony's going to put it up. Like but does it matter? I didn't think uh, Jessica Lange looked anything like Joan Crawford other than the eyebrows. Oh, really? but, she, but she was she so good. Yeah. 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 I think she, yeah. Yeah. she was so good. My so, God. Even, so even if she doesn't look it, but I think she can pull it off. I mean, she's, she's well. Either way, actress. we won't understand what she's saying, whether it's Penelope or the actual Donatella. Ah. Like, oh, la, la, Versace. <laughs> like, right? Is there a trailer? Is that what's happening? No, no, no. no. It's just oh. the first image from set. Ricky Wait, Martin is, is playing. Because uh, didn't yeah, Lifetime no. just make a movie about her? Oh no, no. About Donatella Versace. Gina Gershon was in that movie. Yeah, and it was on Lifetime. Yes, you are right. So they're making and another Raquel one. Raquel Welsh was in it. God, now it brings me back LSD memories. Yeah. Oh my god. So it's a <laughs> new one. Um, no, but Ricky Martin is playing the boyfriend of uh, Versace. The first, uh, yeah, he's playing the boyfriend. And you're complaining about Penelope Cruz? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's hey, I mean, come on. Like, but I expect Ricky Martin to be in a TV movie. I don't expect Penelope Cruz to be in a TV but, movie. Uh, Did you see a performance in nine? I mean, A-listers are doing game. TV all yeah. the time. But now. it's good I mean, TV. This is that by makes yeah, sense. you're right. Not you're right. They're this not playing other characters. Yeah, except Sarah Paulson nailed it. 
as yeah. uh, the Clark. nice version of Marcia Clark. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Ooh. Oh, I love kidding. her. In everything, <laughs> what do you God, know? Paul's like yeah. a wealth I'm of kidding. knowledge. <laughs> okay, finally, we're going to finish up with current events. Uh, Kelly, Kelly Ripa, live. You know, it used to be Kelly and and uh, Michael. She's yeah. Still going on. Oh. And everyone, Regis. You Michael, didn't know everything. Ryan Seacrest was announced, even though he wasn't even in the running. Nobody likes him. They're paired up. <laughs> Their ratings oh, have plummeted Wait, through what? the ground. It's Kelly and Ryan. It's already oh. started airing. Oh, it's already started, and they've lost numbers by the truckload that they can't even hide it. Have you watched it? I will not watch it. I could care less for either one of them. Well, I'm curious to see it now. I'm going to watch tomorrow morning. Okay, do it because it'll be the only person watching. But I, I, that and I, Ryan's mom. I, I cut I taped the cable, it. so no one's going to know because I'm getting it free. Maybe they did it on purpose. See, that's what I thought. It was like yeah. a ploy, but it's so bad. I mean, Kelly is nice and sunshiny, but I'm not going to watch her daily. But I I did put it on during the day. Like, his background, I cannot with him on it because he's Ryan Seacrest. Aren't we done with him? (laughs) Yeah. Weren't we a while ago? Okay, I'm just saying things that have, that we just all feel. Okay, um, so let's give a <laughs> shout out to our sponsors and let's get down to it. Uh, one of our sponsors, Test Loop, which is the most amazing way to travel from LA to Palm Springs, LA and Orange County, LA and San Diego. You want to relax in style? You take Test Loop. You get your own like space pod seat, and it is unbelievable. And it's cheaper than Uber. Do it. Uh, get get an Uber with your friends. Go to testloop.com for more information. Really, I, that's the only way that I will go to Palm Springs. It's amazing. <laughs> And I'm smiling because it really is amazing. They put the car on autopilot. The doors open like this, by the way. And then they put it on autopilot, and you're watching the car like go through the hills and everything. It's great. That's seriously. And you don't have to talk to anybody if you don't want to. Uh, one of our other sponsors is Hoochap. Of course, you know, we drink on the show. Hoochap gives you 30 drinks for the price of one. They've given the show a code word. You can download your first month of drinks for $1. Put in the code word, turnt up. <laughs> That's what they've given the show. <laughs> turnt up. On Hooch app, <clears throat> and it's a and it, it knows where you place? live. <laughs> Who said that? <laughs> Corbett, when's the last time you turned it up? You're like a father of two. When's the last like turned up? Oh, uh, you know, daily before work. <laughs> In your car, <laughs> like, no, it's like we play Barney backwards. That's turned up, right? Is Barney still the thing or no? The uh, dinosaur. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like a kids thing because you have two kids. You see yeah, where I'm going? Yeah. Hello. Catch up with me. Um, also, Spunk Loop. Spunk Loop is our tried and true. Everybody here tonight <laughs> goes home with a bottle of Spunk Loop featured on every major film studio lot, just not ones you've heard of. <coughs> Bear Cubs and Scruff, uh, they are our Instagram media partner. They repost everything from the bear community. So, I mean, like, you're very tall, very lanky. Have Am I you- a bear? No, you. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know what this You don't even know. You are so not a bear. I wouldn't even know what. You're like an eagle. Like a, you don't even fit. You're like, you fly like by and like ferret. judge us. Yes. <laughs> Have you ever dated anybody from the Bear Cubs and Scruff? Yeah. Yeah? Totally. Oh, all yeah. right. All right. Bear Cubs and Scruff, send them some fan. <laughs> uh, thank you to our fashion sponsor, Swish Embassy. Uh, and Zoo for the People, which offers men's accessories. They also help the environment uh, with conservation efforts on WWF and Wild Aid. And finally, our Moment of Shade by Panache Optical Gallery in Palm Springs and Guerneville. They do all of the sunglasses for the stars. I have my own personal Betty Davis circle glasses that they've given me. Um, they give us our weekly Moment of Shade. Our weekly Moment of Shade is brought to you by a game hunter who trespassed on a breeding ground from elephants in an African preserve. Uh, an elephant sat on him and killed him. <laughs> I just read about that this morning. Boom. Karma. That's great. <laughs> that is so great. Bye. <laughs> P.S., who wants to go to a breeding ground for elephants? I've been to the Eagle on a Saturday night. Like, ah. like I don't need to see anything like that happening. <laughs> 
Anyway, karma. <laughs> Find us on Twitter, Instagram, On The Rocks, On Air, Facebook, On The Rocks Radio Show. Book me at a wedding funeral, quinceanero, at info at ontherocksradioshow.com. Let me formally introduce our guest today. Everybody, now, perk up a little bit, okay? Here we go. Jorge, the name is spelled with an X. What am I supposed to do with that? Xolalpa. Xolalpa. Am I the worst Latino in Hollywood? Probably, yeah. <laughs> Jorge Xolapa, born in Mexico City. I, I, I wanted to be a commercial pilot, a lawyer, and an actor. I actually did go to law school, by the way. Yes. Uh, am I done with Oh, it? sorry. <laughs> Method actor. Uh, because of his astigmatism and sleeping with judges, his acting career took over. <laughs> I made that part up. Yeah. Uh, because of lack of diversity in film, which we're going to talk about, he started his, making his own films. In 2014, Jorge launched Mighty Aphrodite Pictures a production and finance company that concentrates in the creation of strong, diverse, and independent protagonists, mostly women, by the way. I love it. Most of the material is written by Jorge uh, with the hopes of developing into quality films. His first feature film, which I watched, uh, titled Blue Line Station, was filmed entirely on an iPhone 6 Plus, wow. shot in 11 days with a budget of $100. <laughs> Right. That's why the actors got skinnier during like the yeah. shoot. I was like, wow, girl, I need to be on your film. I'll lose weight. Uh, the film successfully made its way into the film festival circuit, uh, granting Jorge several accolades. Um, and this year, uh, he directed a second feature film titled 21st Century America with that same format. Incidentally, Jorge did not attend film school. You guys, we're going to watch a trailer. Amazing. Welcome to the show, Jorge. Thank you for having me. Yes. Another Latino that I brought in, uh, we've known each other for a number of years, too, for so many other reasons. Uh, Gabriel Joseph is an actor and singer, born and raised in Dallas. Yeah, Texas. Yeah. Uh, at 22, Gabriel left his conservative Christian family and headed for California in the pursuit of a top. Oh, sorry. Stardom. <laughs> Still looking. <laughs> I'm, I'm a blouse. I'm a feminine top, just so you know. Uh, since then, he has gone on to release two EPs, a self-titled EP, um, and a Christmas album as a singer. Yeah. Uh, he has switched gears and hopefully outfits, I wrote up, <laughs> to focus on acting. In 2016, he released an original gay comedy series called But She's My Best Friend, which he created, wrote, and starred in, which we are going to watch a little bit of. In the first season of this series, new to the scene, uh, welcome special guest stars Leslie Jordan and Wilson Cruz. Uh, he is now in pre-production to film a pilot for Networks this summer. Also, But She's My Best Friend will be available for streaming on Deku in August of 2017. Finally, rounding out our panel, Paul. Are, are you still with us, Paul? Uh, what? Paul, can yeah. you hear me? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Paul is an Ovation Award and LA Dramatics uh, Critics Circle nominee, actor-producer whose new comedy series, Dropping the Soap, starring alongside Emmy-winning Jane Lynch, just launched on Amazon. The idea for the series came to Paul while you're taking a nap. That's true. God, I wish. My best work. <laughs> wow. Go to I sleep mean, more often. Napping, by the way, yeah. the show. <laughs> you're half napping on this show, so you're I, yeah, I'm come up with a new idea. <laughs> He's collaborated on the award-winning short film "Killing Vivian," uh, which stars, which he stars in alongside the wonderful and hilarious Missy Pyle, which we love. Missy, I uh, love Missy. Who doesn't love Missy? <laughs> Additionally, he has two films in development: a comedy feature about a dysfunctional family and an ensemble drama. Welcome, officially to the show, our filmmakers. <laughs> Now, the reason why you guys are here is because your content is so different and the level of where you guys come from. Like, Gabriel, you're like, I have an idea for a web series and let's do it, which a lot of people have. And I want to talk to you guys about the oversaturation of content. Mm -hmm. Everybody can have a web series if they have a smartphone and a YouTube channel, right? Mm -hmm. But you have done it and you've 
actually it's it's a quality product with like Thank stars. You. How did you get to that high quality not having any formal training or or anything? Like how did you gather your troops? Well, I that's what that was my main MO cuz I'm like so anti-fame. Like I don't I I'm so that annoyed. Is so when not true. No, but like, because <laughs> like to his me, Instagram, he put a picture of him doing the splits. Okay, well that's different. With an ice cream cone, I will not tell you no, what that ice cream is. Cone is. No, but it's like you know, to me, like fame's so irrelevant now because like people are insta famous, and I know people who have like over hundred thousand followers, and they get all these like promos and ads and stuff like that. But they but, don't make any money from but it. But they don't have like a car, or they're like live like they have like a really like you know. I'm they so glad nothing. you said that. Yeah, and to me, like that's not. Well, they have a not, show on E Entertainment called value. "What Happens at the Abbey." Yeah. Yes. Oh, oh my! God. Don't even get me started on that show. That show is the worst. Yes, I know. I would rather people know my content and know my ability versus knowing my name. Like, if you just call me my character's name on the show, I'm completely fine with that. Like, I'm so outside of that. So I thought, okay, if I'm going to make this show, then it has to be really good. So I filmed the first four episodes before I even released anything. So I was really nervous, um, and I spent pretty much all of my money. Like, I hired. Um, uh, director of photography, I had a camera person, and I hired like a. What kind of budget group. were you working with? Um, well, I, that's the thing is, I kind of have just been making it up as I go along. I didn't, so I interviewed a bunch of people who were kind of working in this industry, did like web series and like boom and all that, like sound and stuff like that. So How'd you like, put the I word out know. though? Being new, like, did you go to Craigslist? That was the hard be part. Like... It was I put it everywhere, and nobody wanted to work with me because it's like you know I, I would explain the show. It's about like two gay best friends and just kind of like their lives, and people are like so not interested in because it's been. I mean, every yeah. web series about is two gay yeah. friends because every two gay guys want to put on a web series. Yeah, <laughs> but to me, my main general concept is just best friends. It just so happens the fact that they're gay because I think your conversations with your friends are so funny and it's like your best friend is a person, you know that saying like, oh, they're like, talk shit to you to your face and like are nice to you behind your back. That's kind of this concept of this show. It's like, I didn't want it to be like, oh, let's like be nice to each other the whole time. It's just raw, honest conversations and just dialogue, especially in the gay community. I feel like mainstream media has projected us in such a crazy light like it's so not me or my friends well, we are crazy I'm sorry like when Fire Island gets put down and you know Finding Prince Charming we're all like th- those those stereotypes are in our lives right and there is that but it's always projected from like a white middle America man or like a oh, really flamboyant yeah, yeah, black yeah. person like me as a Hispanic gay person I've never really seen myself on TV and that's <laughs> because they're censors sweetie they're <laughs> 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 so funny <laughs> But that's how I started. I started, I was doing auditions and everything that, it was never about my lack of ability. It was always about the way I looked. There was like, oh, you're not the look. You're not the look. And it's like, how am I not the look? If you go to Silver Lake or downtown or to the Abbey, like there's a ton of people who look just like me. And like, this is the community. So I said, screw it. I'm just going to make my own show and put a bunch of brown people in it. (laughs) As you notice, there's like the only white person that's been on that show is Leslie Jordan. Yes. Well, and he uh-huh. wants to be brown. That's all he dates. He's, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway. Oh my God! The whole time I was thinking Leslie Jones. No. And no. I was like, Leslie ha, 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 white. She's a white guy. That's funny. <laughs> and now I feel like an idiot. <laughs> so I love that you're part of the show because like you're new to this and yeah. all this stuff is happening and it's been a success. Um, Jorge, you film stuff on your iPhone, but you're constantly making material that looks great. Um, and you work with a team of actors, but not coming from any filmmaking formal. Um, you're hitting the festivals. You're winning awards at festivals. How long would you say would you, have you been hitting uh, the industry with your films? 
I mean, I started in 2013 and um, I took a break in between. And then I came back in 2016 and I said, I'm just going to make a feature film. Because um, you find a lot of lack of um, people that want to work. They just talk and talk and talk. Mm. And um, I, I had a contract with a producing partner and then we didn't do anything for a whole year. And when that came up, I said, you know, screw it, I'm, you know, goodbye. I took my phone and I shot the film and I said, I have to do it. And, and it's actually the only way you can make it in the industry. You have to, you want people to see your work, but if you're not doing anything, then how are you going to do that? Um, so it's, it's been quick. I mean, 2013 and we're in 2017 now. So I'm, I'm constantly doing something. I shot six pilots last year. Strange enough being one of them. Um, uh, the web Which series. I love, by the way. And, um, and we actually ended up developing six episodes and we're in, in the process of that. And, and just uh, my concentration is film, though. I love making films, uh, whether they're short films. I just shot one yesterday, and um, and and or, or feature films, and, and just telling stories that I think are important and that need to be told, whether they're you know gay or straight or or women, because that that's that's you focus that a lot here. on women yes. in your projects, and I wonder if that's because we're Latino gay males, because for Latino gay male, everything's about our moms yes. or strong women characters like that, right? Yes, and, and yeah, everything I do um, is well, not you know not necessarily inspired through my mother, but. Um, but I try because I feel like she's uh, she's not an actress, but you know by profession. But in life, she went through so much shit with my dad, and um, she never showed us any of that until we were like older. So that really inspires me, and I want to be able to tell those stories and and also be able to um, step away from stereotypes, which is kind of funny because I don't have a single Latino in any of my films. Uh, Strange Love is the first uh, project that where I where we're all Latinos. I said I need to make a a, a series, and we all have to be Latinos and. I stepped in because the actor was afraid of kissing another male actor, so I wasn't supposed to be on the series at really? all. No, That's I didn't write funny. that for me. No, no, no. I mean, I'm a terrible actor, so I, I just, yeah, no. That was never one, never put yourself down ever. I'm the best <laughs> actor. I can ride a horse, and I weigh 120 pounds. <laughs> That's what I say. Yeah, but no, yeah. But that series, though, uh, I love watching because it's such a it's a slice of reality, you know, from like, oh, I saw you on Grinder, blah blah blah. Yeah, you know, I, I I love it, and the chemistry is great. Um. And then we have Paul. Paul, you've done theater. You've you've acted. Uh, you were in Steven uh, Soderbergh's uh, uh, Beyond the Cab or Behind or Beyond Behind Some, somewhere. There's a candelabra, there's a candelabra with Michael Douglas yeah. and Matt Damon, which yep. is just amazing. And you've done Dropping the Soap, which is the most polished. I mean, the fact that this is not like on sitcom TV just baffles me. And you Thanks. have a cast of A-listers from the comedy world that, that are just in it. So this is such a slice of filmmaking that's happening in the industry right now. Where do we even begin? Um, I want to talk about putting yourselves in your own projects, because all of you have put yourself in your, your projects. Um, and I mean, you know, you're in the independent film. You see, have you ever been attracted to be like, I want to be in control of this. I want to direct this. Oh, yeah. I mean, I have a huge amount of respect for all of you because you're just doing the damn thing, you know? Um, I've gotten really frustrated with the parts that have been available to me, and I have a feeling as I continue to work within, you know, the business in a more traditional way that I'm that the part that I might, that might be, like, my thing is something I'm probably going to have to write. Hmm. So I, I look up to you all, and I'm learning from all of you. <laughs> um, I have, I wrote a short film in... 2015 that went to a few festivals that was really great I made a lot of mistakes um, but it was a good place to start I learned a lot from that and Corbett you know you've directed and acted is it wise to put yourself in your own projects oh it's so hard and and likewise I'm, I'm you know uh, a whole lot of respect mad respect did you um, just raise the roof? <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is this Drake on our show he I just did. rose the roof I, yeah yeah party of one 
raising the roof. Uh, no, no, no. I mean, it's 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 uh, it's so hard because I've I've done it. Uh, you know, produced, uh, written, uh, directed uh, a piece, and I uh, um, I got I got beat up doing it very early on. So I, I've done I've since then I've done it all, but um, but but more you know individually the the roles have been more individual so to do it all is is yeah it's very hard it's and it's a hard. whole different yeah. energy like the producer hat versus an actor and i'm su- super curious to see how you guys navigate that cuz it just feels like a different um I feel like if I'm I'm on set acting, I don't want to worry about like did the catering come or you know <laughs> that, those kind of like or producery things. Well, it's funny because Paul, you and I have chatted before, and you said mm-hmm. that actually, you know, having all these actors on set for your piece, that's a lot of intimidation. But because you had to act, it took a lot of that nervous energy because you're like, oh, you know, you're like you acted very naturally. Um, and that you weren't so focused on being nervous about that because you were worried about the whole show. And, and my producing mm. partner Kate Mines and I, you know, we we were both we're both in the show Dropping the Soap, and and we're both uh, kind of the primary producers. And uh, I'm the showrunner, so I'm in almost every scene, and I'm kind of running the show. So there wasn't a lot of time to be nervous. And then you'd find yourself in the middle of a scene with, you know, John Michael Higgins or Jane Lynch or. Diedrich Bader, Missy Pyle, you know, these great people that I look up to. And I'd worked with Missy, so that was fine. But, you know, you kind of stop in the middle and you realize, like, oh, sh- this is happening now. Like, I was I was worried about the catering. So, <laughs> so It's uh, really important catering. It, but it is because, you know, you're, you're kind of like daddy on the set. And you're trying yeah. to make sure everything runs smoothly. And I happy. had so many great people on a crew that were helping, so I certainly wasn't alone. But just in my own head, I had so many things that I was thinking of that uh, it was great as an actor to not hmm. get too in my head. I don't know how you guys felt, but it was freeing. I thought it was fr- I loved producing. Well, you love playing daddy, too. <laughs> and I love playing daddy. Yes. Let's look at the trailer for Dropping the Soap. Uh, it's so funny. Jeez, I'm dying, Swasan. Don't say that. Not when I can save her. Guys, hold up. We almost had a real tear. The network just hired Olivia Vandersteen. Is that bad? I'm Olivia Vandersteen, and I've been asked by the network to replace the executive producer for Collided Lives. It's a dark time for everyone at Sunview River Falls. You're having people voted off the show? Welcome back. How was your nap? You. Gone. Face cancer. (laughs) Television is changing, and Collided Lives will be changing with it. No! Oh, I'm so glad you're on board. Listen to me, you chubby little muppet. I am Collided Lives. It might as well be called Collided Julians. That's how important I am to this show. I'm your long-lost childhood love detective. Your wife is dying of very rare ear disease, and my brother's head writer. So, you do the math. (laughs) She said they needed eye candy on the show. Candy? Oh, My parents have always loved you guys. Don't think about that. Just do it. I didn't know you were coming on the show. Am I coming on the show? I love it. It's so good. Um, and it is so good. It is. I've actually I've seen it. I have seen the whole thing, too. Did you write the whole show? Uh, Mandy Fabian is the primary writer, but she and 
I, yes. So how did you cultivate this amazing cast together? The idea is great. It's like Waiting for Guffman meets uh, Young and the Restless meets reality <laughs> TV. Like, it's all of that. Sorry. Unscripted series. It meets mm-hmm. all of that. How did you gather this together? Because we've all come in contact with people that like us and we like them. But when you're like, I'm going to put my name to something. You know what it was? Uh, uh, Amin and I were talking about this in the green room a little bit, that w- all of us here have kind of been involved, or I think most of us, in theater in some capacity in Los Angeles. And it's been a really great opportunity to meet amazing artists. And so you separate the wheat from the chaff a little bit. And I met my producing partner, Kate, and she's a real go-getter and she's a doer. And I, I, I hope to try to be that as well. And so it was a meeting of the minds and we decided we wanted to create a show for ourselves and we wanted to work with our friends and hire our friends that we loved and reach out to people whose talent we really you know, were impressed by that we thought was beyond us. And I mean, the worst thing they do is say no and just get it made. So it was really, it started off very small and just as an opportunity for us to create something together because we adored each other. And um, now we hate each other, but we have this <laughs> great <laughs> That's no, part of the process. You no, hate no, your creative team She's, at some we're, point. we're like, it's very brother, sister. I adore her. And we, you know, shot it and now it's on Amazon. And so it's, it's been a great experience. But it was really just approaching people and asking. I love that you said that. You know, my podcast that could first started, um, you have to ask. I'm like, when I first started my first year, it was like, uh, I put out the, the call to everybody. Academy Award winners, Golden Globes, Tony Award winners, Emmy winners. Unless you ask, a no means great. I'll call you in six months. But you, you get a yes. Right. You get a yes. I'm so shameless. Like, literally, and you know, like, I will blow up everybody's phone. I'm like, it was here's so the link to my new episode. Like, he I'm texted when his first episode premiered. He texted. Person. He's like, hi, it's yeah. me. I'm shameless. Yeah. No, you have, you have to, to be, be like that. Yeah. yeah. My first team of representatives, I pitched myself completely. Emailed them. You know, I didn't get a That's high volume of responses, know. but I got repped that way and I got my first jobs. Well, uh, hello. Look at you now. <laughs> Playing with Wentworth. <laughs> uh. um, so that's good. And like I was going to say, you Wilson Cruz and Leslie Jordan. Yeah. In your first go. And you have no, you had nothing to show, like, here's my filmmaker resume yeah. or bio. Yeah. And that's the thing, especially because, you know, I am directing and editing and writing it. And so it's kind of like, oh, let me send you my script. And people are like, what the hell have you done before? And I was like, well, here's the thing. I used to do music, but I mean, to me. And if you Google Gabriel Joseph, your music, I'm, I'm not even making fun. Your music is great. It's you not. had this like punk Lady Gaga type. That was the thing. Yeah, before like I was in doing. heels, you're doing like high kicks. I had like 12 personalities by music. And then like two in years life. later, I came out with like a Christmas album. It's like yes. I was going through. <laughs> you guys need to see the cover of this Christmas no, album. I didn't even. No, I, I didn't put it. It's horrible. Like, oh, see, to me with music, like, girl, I was the- doing what I thought people wanted to see. So I was always trying to play. Oh, this is this is what's big right now. This is a character. Let me become this person. And then, and even when I got into acting, same thing. I'm like, oh, this is how I'm supposed to act or whatever. And now I'm just like, with this show, I'm like, screw it. Like, I'm just going to be myself and I'm just going to write about what I know and how I feel and what I think is funny. What I love about your show is it's, it's very simple. Yeah. You know, it's to the point. It's to the comedy. It's to the personality. I click on the next episode because you keep it nice and concise. Mm-hmm. And it's like... I like the personalities. Uh, let's let's look at the beginning clip of you and Wilson Cruz. And I have to say, getting Wilson Cruz, it's not like, oh, he's in West Hollywood time. He'll do it. He's very pointed about what he does. Yeah, and he's really so sweet. He had just filmed 13 Reasons Why. Like, it hadn't even come out yep. yet, and he was telling me about it. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like, well, thanks for coming to, like, you know, my shitty show. It's like, 
he was so sweet and he, I didn't pay him or anything. He was just being a supportive friend and I was really appreciative for that. Um, uh, we have to call in a lot of favors in independent films, right? Yeah. It's like, yeah. my mom will make you an enchilada. I offered to blow him. He turned it down, but... Oh, he's heard. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> the offers are on the table. Some pots belong on the back burner. <laughs> anyway, um, l- let's watch a little bit of... But she's my best friend. So it's nice to finally meet you. Likewise. I feel like we've been talking forever. I know, right? So, um, you know, before we ordered, there was something that I wanted to tell you. And I probably should have said something earlier, but um, I'm sober. Oh my God, me too. Where the hell's that waitress, right? No, I mean, I, I don't drink. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Are you an alcoholic? I think my roommate's an no, alcoholic. No, no, I just, I just don't like the way it tastes. You get used to it. <laughs> anyway, I just thought I should tell you because sometimes guys freak out and I don't want you to freak out. <laughs> Oh no, no, I'm glad you told me because I too am not really a drinker, so. Oh. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. So much in common. Yeah, because your friends tag you in a lot of drunk memes. What? No, they're just kidding because they know I don't drink. I mean, I'll have champagne on New Year's, but that's right. about it. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Christian. I know, I know. Dirty martini, extra olives, tequila shot on the side. And for you? <laughs> I was going to play a, a clip, but that's actually your real life. <laughs> <laughs> and that's like what the show is. Like, I'm really that messy. <laughs> but it's so cute. It's so it's so endearing. So as a viewer, you want to click on the next episode to see what happens. And that's real life yeah. told in, in entertainment. Um, Jorge. I want to get to you. You know, um, a mutual friend introduced us, and he was like, yes. he shot this whole film on an iPhone. I'm like, oh, great. Another art film. I'm going to see some opera singer singing out the window and a dove <laughs> flying across the way and, like, a voice saying, get rico, or you know, some ridiculous <laughs> that <sounds> something. Great. <laughs> yeah, that's my next idea, though. <laughs> but then I looked at your other stuff where you film with, with other means, and it's like, you have a certain eye, but... I'll be honest, I have a little ego. I was like, he didn't go to film school. He had all this other stuff going on. Really, like, what's going on? Um, I'm going to take a little uh, peek at your trailer here. Let's see what's going on. Where's your car? Uh, my dad wouldn't let me take it because I got a speeding ticket. I know this isn't exactly what we had planned, but uh, just think about it, it could be fun. I wanted to have fun, I'd go for a walk in the park or something. <laughs> Seriously? Oh my god, oh my god, you had to do one thing, okay? That's it, I just needed a ride. I'm sorry. I catch a paper boy, but things don't really change. So what I wanted to do is like that looks like yeah the quality looks really good. Number one, the quality looks good, but you have a very keen eye in terms of the music for the pacing for that and the cutaways. I'm like, oh, you know, that's coming to your independent film. 
house, like that's pretty damn good. And you're going to film festivals now. Yes, uh, we actually won Best Picture uh, like three weeks ago at a festival here in Culver City. And I mean, I didn't really have expectations. I just shot it and, I, and, and we were just all prepared to fail because that's what we first thought. But no, it, it, I mean, it's doing really good and I'm really, really happy. It's like my baby because, um, you know, well, it literally is my baby, but yeah. It's a very sweet, sweet film. I watched the whole thing and it's, it's very sweet. I'm interested that you didn't make it about a gay story. You know, I don't, I don't know why. I, I mean, you know, first of all, gays can't get pregnant, so it's about a pregnancy. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me that after Taco Bell. Oh if Taco Bell did Uber Eats. We keep trying. Oh, yes. my God. <laughs> <laughs> that's a funny T-shirt. Pregnancy, keep trying. <laughs> but no, that's why I did um, Strange Love, too, because I, I felt like I needed to do something about the, the gay community and put a, a show out um, about gay issues, especially with the Latino market. But no, um, I, I don't know. I don't know why. I just... The idea came to mind. I wrote the script in a week. I gave him on a Friday. I gave the script on a Friday, and we started shooting on Saturday. And eleven days later, we had a film. So it was, it was kind that's of quite crazy cool. to me. Now you not going to film school. Um, I know that you love like your favorite directors are my favorite directors. You know we can kind of emulate, but copying is a whole different thing, especially when you're on an iPhone. Do you get any pushback from actors or people on the set saying you don't you're you didn't go to film school? You don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, at the beginning when um, when I did my short my first short film. Uh, especially cinematographers, they were like, yeah, get out of the way, you don't, you don't know what you're talking about. And it took me a while, and that's the reason why I took a break, because I needed to study. I needed to um, you know, research and, and see what, what works and what doesn't. And then it came to a point where just like acting, you, know, you say you have to just be yourself. I just kind of went from what I want to see. Well, acting is like, let's be honest, acting, you either have it or you don't. Yeah. You cannot teach a bad actor. Like you can't teach a tone-deaf person to sing in a musical. Yeah. And I've tried. <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, there's bad actors we can work around, but... I mean, come on. Editing. Yeah. Yeah. Editing yeah, yeah, yeah. is huge. Yeah. What other stories do you want do you want to tell? Well, actually the, the film I shot yesterday is about a lesbian couple. So I'm getting there. I'm getting there to to put um <laughs> You're getting gayer and gayer. Yes. <laughs> now have you been do you think that you've been bitten by the bug that you're working too fast and there's not that type? You know, if I were to direct something, because I used to direct theater, I would obsess about that. It would take a year out of my life because I would obsess about it from start to finish. And dropping the soap, did you know the outline for all the episodes? Did you storyboard the whole thing? Uh, yeah, well, I approached the writer, Mandy Fabian, and I said, let's do this. So it happened pretty quickly initially. Right. And then a long story a that idea. I won't bore you with. But yeah, through several incarnations, it finally got done. But once we have the story and the outline, then we, she and I beat out the, the story, and then she goes and she pounds out the scripts. And she's so fucking... She's so funny. Um, <laughs> Thank you, iHeartRadio. <laughs> <Beep. laughs> yeah. She's she's so funny, and we have a very similar sensibility. So it did happen pretty quickly. The writing, just getting it done, took time. So are you afraid of like putting out too much content out no, there? No, no. I think that um, I'm afraid of not having enough time to do it because I I mean I have all these projects that I I'm literally putting together right now, and but no, I'm not afraid. I, I mean you you learn from them, you know. It, it's a learning process, but no, I'm not afraid. Jorge, are yeah. you going straight to the uh, um, the festivals with it? Yes, is that the yes? Kind and of I it? actually I had a, um, an offer. Someone was going to buy it, but um, they said that it encourages teenage pregnancy. So I was going back and forth with the distributor, and I got an email like a week ago, and they were like, "Yeah, we really like the way you tell stories, but the ending because." Well, I won't tell you if you guys want to watch. No, don't tell me. I haven't seen it. But th they said that it encourages uh, teenage pregnancy, which I mean, just like thirteen, re thirteen reasons. Yeah, when I first hit the market, yeah. we loved it because it was so beautiful and it was it was storytelling. Then a few weeks later, some parent or uh, organizations got involved and yeah. said it's promoting uh, suicide. And we're like, 
Do you mm-hmm. want us to talk about it or not yeah. talk about it? Yeah. Do you want yeah. people to watch it or not watch it? You want to make a suicide film that's educational? Nobody's going to watch it. Make it like 13 Reasons, mm-hmm. right? And I think that's the, the, the amazing part of making an independent film because you know, you're in charge of doing telling the story. Um, you, you know, you grew friends with Raquel, and she was initially playing the mother in the film, and yes. I, you know, I cut it because um, it wasn't working. And she's a sweetheart. I'm doing a film with my third film with her, you know, but um, but but the beauty about independent film is you get to tell the story the way you want it, and if it works, great. And if it doesn't work, you know what? You make another one, and that's how you learn. The credit I give to you guys is there's nobody over your shoulder saying, "Hey, that's good. Keep mm-hmm. doing it. Hey, you're going in the wrong direction." There's nobody kind of doing. But it's like that. a catch twenty two sometimes. Because sometimes I'm like, is this funny? Like, yeah. especially <laughs> yeah, when I first definitely. filmed, like I did like four episodes before it ever premiered. So I was like, I don't want to like, am I offending my community or like, are they gonna get the joke? Like, are gonna totally. are they gonna get the bitchiness? So it's it's a catch twenty two because I don't have anyone like helping me edit or like filter anything. Oh, so you I'm do like, it all yourself? You do all that? Yeah, I direct, oh, I edit, amazing. I write. You edit the whole thing? Yeah, that's I do amazing. everything you... by myself. Wow, that's great. Yeah, I have, I have a few things you have to edit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you've seen the editing and the sound. It's so funny. Like the sound and editing is so completely different from episode one from the season finale. It's like I learned you so learn much, and I love that. But the thing about you, we're not looking at your web your web series to be this right, amazing yeah. thing. We're looking to have fun and be entertained. Yeah, you know, we're looking at you to be the sitcom comedy, which rings true every goddamn episode. And Jorge, Thank with you. yours, we're like, yeah, like you know, it's totally different materials mm-hmm. that we're looking at. All of them have a place in the arena of what's available. Corbin, I want to talk about, like, what what does your company look for when you're picking up a new project that, yes, we're going to do this, we're going to develop this. Like, what's hot right now? How does somebody pitch? I have so many questions. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, you know, it's a little bit different for for what I do. And we, we don't pick up shows. We develop shows. We're a production company, a, a large production company, producing unscripted TV, and uh, and so I'm part of right now what I'm doing, and again many many iterations of a career, uh, many different lives. But I'm I'm developing TV shows for this company, and so uh, you know, a, a lot of what I do is is what you guys do really is just uh, uh, you know find inspiration, and uh, and and come up with concepts uh, that that I think would would entertain people, and and then run with them and. Uh, and pitch them, and and uh, so you pitch them to your company, and then the company greenlights it if they like it, and you make the pilot, and then do you move on to another project, or do you produce the pilot? No, I mean mostly what we do, or what what I do personally is is yeah, I, I pitch a concept internally. We have a development meeting, uh, pitch a concept internally. Uh, maybe there's a little bit of traction, there's some interest. Uh, write up a, a treatment. Right, you know, maybe it gets to the 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 deck stage where you've got like kind of graphics. Maybe it gets to the sizzle reel stage where you're producing a sizzle reel. We've got a you know, and and we do things like uh, physical competition shows, you know, game shows, that kind of thing, which is a new world for me too. But the physical competition, we're we're bringing in like story producers. I mean, rather challenge producers, and and whatnot, and and and. F- Creating a, a development package that, and then we take around to to networks to sell a show. So, so this is uh, this is a little bit different world, and I, I know the independent filmmaking world too. But this is a little bit different from from what what I what I used to do, and I think that what what you guys do. 
But I, I think that what what's really interesting to me about what you're doing too is that the uh, the the platforms, the various platforms that are available to you now, which were we were very you know we were very traditional network for a long time, cable, you, you know uh, traditional cable, uh, if you could call it that. Cape uh, cable now is is dying now. Uh, um, the, we have you know, YouTube Red, Red by the way. I'm like, what the hell is that? Oh yeah, no, and and there's real money in these platforms now. Uh, I mean, and not not just Netflix and and Amazon. You've got the the YouTube Red and the the Go 90s and the and I don't actually. I'd love to hear more from from you about like what kinds of platforms, what kind of distributors are picking up your your content. And, and, and some really good question. Yep. You know what I mean? Because because uh, um, the, the world is changing. And, and, and there was a there was a point where where uh, digital was not even on anybody's map because there was no money in it. And now now there's money. And it's still finding itself and still evolving. Mm-hmm. You know, and I know Deku, which I think you said. Yeah, I just signed a development deal with them. So they are going to be premiering. My show will be available on Deku August 1st. And they approached me. And I was really hesitant that's, about it at first. That's awesome. huge. Yeah. I, first I said no, because I was like, I don't want to like give away any rights to anything that I have. And especially like, I just want to pie. Like, I don't know what's going to happen with the that's next That's scary season. for a new artist is yeah. you get a contract that's like, boom, sign this. Right. You I'll, get your show out there. But Although I'll yeah, say, I, I found their, because uh, dropping the soap is on Deku as well. They've been so They've nice. They've been so nice. So supportive. And the contract was so yeah. boilerplate. Yeah. And they were so open. It, it wasn't scary actually yeah i pretty much told them okay this is all the stuff that i don't want and then they're just like okay right and just so for anybody who's watching or listening it's a kind of like a gay netflix it's a it's a streaming and they just came out with the app so now you can watch it like if you have like smart tv which everyone does you can download the app and watch it just like you do netflix and And is it on apple tv i think yeah it's on apple tv like um fire stick if you have amazon all of that so you can just stream the show which is they've been so nice and so supportive um and to me that was a big deal i was like like I hadn't even finished premiering my show on YouTube before they approached me, so it was. It but was to your point of as far as platforms, it is it's exciting because as filmmakers, yeah. like if you you're going out and making a movie on an iPhone, and you can actually find as an independent producer uh, a platform because there are so yeah. many opportunities yeah. out there. I mean, you have to. That's also good and them. bad though, because then there's so much content, content. out right. there. You have to weed through, you know, as. Being on the podcast, I get so many pitches. Oh, this new gay web series. I'm yeah. like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of bad content out there, which murks the waters for like <laughs> when you pitch, like you said, oh, another gay web series. Yeah. I think 80% of the content like online is bad. Yeah. Yeah. But it's giving a voice though, too. So yeah. speak like speak to that. I mean, that's that's yeah. what your voice is. That's yeah. the fli- and that's the flip side of what's going on is that uh, where distribution at one point was so constrained and and uh, um, the you know to to get those kind of deals was was it's still a big deal but it was you know it, it was uh, it was it was just a something very significant right and 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 now it is. Uh, you you can put it out on Facebook Live. Yeah, you yeah. know you can put out content. And Facebook is starting a whole new thing now, right? Where they're doing content. Yeah, yeah but it's Apple it's, too, it's, right? it's not working though. No, actually, really, really soon uh, there is going to be. Did you check your watch like in ten <laughs> minutes? <laughs> I, I I buzzed. Yeah. I don't know, <laughs> but but no, fa- Facebook Live is actually uh, fa- rather Facebook is creating original content. Mm-hmm. Uh, it very soon that they're gonna be announcing that. Right. Uh, but 
but the um, just the fact that that it's the availability of distri- like distribution or the access to distribute distributing your own content is it's it's blown the doors wide open and now we're dealing with a flip, flip side where where now there's like almost like too much content to you sift through, go, yeah. right so how do you guys do you guys like take that into account in terms of like differentiating or it's just that it's getting the material out there yeah you know like how how do you because is it relationship based is it that you are again you're just like winning festivals and so you're getting recognized and so you're you're getting you know distributors are, are, are coming after you. How does that how is that working for you? Well, I mean, I guess I guess it, it depends. You know, um, my goal was is you know to put my content on festivals and get noticed, and, and whatever deal comes my way, if it comes my way, it's welcomed. I, I don't, uh, you know, I'm very flexible and, and I and I work around it because as an independent filmmaker, anything that comes to your door is always great. Mm-hmm. Um, and you would love for like a production company like Paramount oh, yeah. to come in and say, of hey, uh, develop some stuff for us. Yeah, and you know I, w- what I did. Um, even though it's on festivals, I'll send a link to, I'll reach out to producers that I look up to or uh, that have made films that I like, and I'll shoot them emails. You know, I emailed the, the director for Philly Brown with, you know, with Gina Rodriguez and Gina Rivera, and, and he um, responded back and said, you know, send me a treatment of your script. And, and that's what I do because wow. I can't just wait and sit. I mean, I, I have no agent. I don't have a, an, an agent for or any kind of representation. <laughs> and trust me, even if you do that, I don't think that I've. I don't think that really helps. I think there are no rules. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think I don't think that necessarily translates. You think it does, you know, that it's going to translate to. Oh, this is it. This is when it's going to happen. But I, I literally, from experience, it doesn't necessarily happen that way. So there really is, you know, I don't think there are rules. Well, to cover to your point, like before, people would put out content to make money. Like I'm going to sell this TV yeah. show. Like musicians, Gabriel, you used to make money off of your concerts, and I'm talking. You know, I do concerts regularly. Um, not like you know big mm-hmm. arenas, and you don't do concerts anymore to make money. You do concerts to get new followers to buy your next album or to buy your next project or to buy into that. And I think it's kind of the same way. You just want to see your content to get that followers. You know, you're not going to make a lot of money from this unless it gets picked up as a pilot for like another network or something, right? Well, and getting people to watch too is also tricky because you know, how often have you sent a link to someone they haven't watched, or you, someone has sent you a link and you're yeah. like, oh god, isn't I don't want to watch, like, watch someone's damn web series. But yeah. isn't it funny? Like, and so, I want to ask this from all of us. Come around, yeah. Like our own friends are our worst enemies because they're oh, like they're the worst. They think that oh, it's my friend. I know what they're capable of. No, you you don't. It's almost like, you know, like the whole Jesus thing when he went to preach in his own, what do you believe? I'm not being religious, <laughs> but I'm just saying like his own people are like, bitch, get out of here. You were drunk at the bar last week. It's kind of the people right? beyond your immediate net. Yeah. I feel like you get the people that you can get with your immediate net to help you to show up to to do the work on screen and to help you produce and all that. And then after that, you really kind of want to hit beyond that because yeah. you can't depend on that. People are busy. They're not always going to be there to support your little project. And sometimes you know? it works. You know, I, we had our premiere for Blue Station, and it was filled with strangers, people that I had never met in my life. I That's mean, another thing. You never know who your just content showed up. is yeah. being seen by. Totally. I'll get an email from somebody, like, in Ohio or Texas, and I'm like, yeah. a married man with whatever, and I'm like, why are you listening to my <laughs> show? Uh, yeah. Yeah, and I've gotten emails about Strangelove. People say, you know, I finally see I l- I love someone it. I love it that so represents, much. you know, the other side of the gay community because you never, you know, I've seen shows, um, sev- you know, several shows uh, on TV about gay relationships, and they're always, like, super fit and super handsome and all this, which is great, you know? Um, is but it? It, I mean, you know, <laughs> but, it, but sells, it sells, you know. I wrote a review of what happens at the Abbey, and yeah. people want to see that. They're not going to watch 
not, you know, they want to see people that are not in their normal lives. Why do I want to watch a show about myself? And, and at the same time, I got, you know, so many bad comments like, oh, you're so ugly. Oh, you should like kill yourself. Things like that. And I have like, this note, Jorge. Yeah, yeah, you crazy. you got a comment. Yeah. And I love that you responded to almost everybody. And I do, you said, yeah. this is about diversity and this is about real life. Yeah. Sometimes people date people that are not yeah. like them. Yeah. And, and I'm always nice about it, you know. I, I won't get catty with people. I just, you know, well, I mean, everyone has oh, an I opinion. Do. Is this on Twitter? You sure do. On, uh, it's on actually our YouTube channel. Someone said um, something about I can't remember what it was, but um, it was along the lines like you're ugly. You should like not do this. And I was like, well, you know, you know, everyone has a, a voice, and they deserve to, to tell story. And it was obviously somebody who yeah. didn't watch the show because yeah. the, the first episode, which is so charming, <laughs> so like I was so engaged, and that end scene with bringing over the donuts and all yeah. that was yeah. so. I was like. Boom. And I never do that. But the whole point of the show is that we're all different people and you can't yeah. tell who's going to be attracted to you, who you're going to be attracted to as well. And that's what the community is. And this person obviously but had to write a hate comment. Yeah. That sounds so exhausting. I don't get why people do that. Like it's so much. Because even if I don't like something, I'm just like, okay, skip over yeah. it. Like I'm, it's, But some of these people more, that are so miserable or yeah. jealous of the fact that this independent film person yeah, put out. Yeah, he's probably like a closeted, like miserable human being. Yeah. Okay, we need to wrap up. So I, uh, there's, we got so many emails about the filmmaker episode, and so everybody chime in. Diversity in film is diversity in film getting better? No, no, no. I mean, that's weird to me because I think God, sadly. all I um, see now are, uh, you know, trans is is a huge thing. Now there's a trans person in in a lot of different projects. Yeah, but, but you know, there's one. It's one thing from putting it and actually giving it justice. You know, you ha you can have a trans actor. But if you don't have the right material, you know, it, it doesn't mm. make any sense. Yeah, I think show, there's no. a long way to, I, you know, the white guy, yeah. shut up. But I think <laughs> I mean, there's a long way well, to no, go. But, but you're I in the gay like, mi minority, but too. Exactly. And like, I we do, have and to I, bring back Will and Grace because there's nowhere else for us to I look also like for. that it's a conversation. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the beginning, right? Yeah. Like, I think it's become a, a really important conversation that, that we spread the wealth. So it's happening and slowly, but. Right, I mean, yeah, it's interesting to me too. <clears throat> these pendulum swings, and again, not to get political, but uh, um, you got Barack Obama, you got Trump, Ugh. right? Oh my <laughs> God, you're right. That's two. What, no, yeah. no, 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 but 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 there's but, a talent issue there too. But <laughs> you've also got the uh, twenty six or twenty fifteen, maybe it was Oscars, and you yeah. remember that whole backlash versus the twenty sixteen. There's Oscars? all these African American yeah. nominees. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. It's, like there, there is progress yeah. being made, but you hope that it's not feeling token or like okay, but here, that we'll was. That's my thing. Is it, it is really token. It is. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what's well, great? Well, we make I a big deal about these exceptions to the rule. Yeah. Right. Like, it seems like, oh, the, the problem is solved. And then, like, you know, and then we have, Two like, years five later, years we forget. You know, what's really really you know what's really annoying? That they had this whole boy uh, boycott for not the Oscars. Was it uh, Will Smith's wife? And they have a production company. And Honey, they, make, they boycotted well, her listen, because she hasn't done have, an Academy Award. <laughs> but they have a production company. And they why can't they make projects with... You know, uh, African exactly. Americans. I mean, you, right. you, you, that's how yeah. diversity starts. You know, but, but yeah, the it, like, like what, 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 what comes across your table? Like, do you get like ethnic driven? Like, we're going to sell to this uh, demographic or or what? Like, what's selling? Would a minority centric project work in something that your company would pick up on? Not that your company is everything, but you know what I mean. It's it's a it's a little bit different actually because <clears throat> again, my my company is not buying. My company is selling. Um, and uh, and it's all about what the networks are buying, what the oh. buyers are. So the networks brand themselves. You know, they they have they have their their demographics that they're going after. And uh, um, and I would say, yeah, it's like eking towards diversity, but but we're we're still a long ways yeah. out. But it has to be quality. Like 
Yeah. Our diversity have to be good actors, right? Moonlight. Like, Moonlight was a great example yeah. of something. And again, you know, I that still was don't sort consider of that an LGBT film. I'll go to my grave saying that's not an LGBT film. Why? Because it, I don't think it is. I it just was a guy who a, got jerked oh, off at the beach. And no, well, but honestly, I don't agree with that. But I think it's a great film. But it's a great film. It's a great film. But why is it right. not LGBT? But you know, I don't agree. But that I was guess like, we yeah. The great example about that is that the you know the writer you know is African American. So that's actually where diversity also starts with writers. They have to hire writers that can write. But they'll they'll recast. You know. Shawshank Redemption, Morgan. No. Fre- this is actually reverse. Shawshank Redemption. That character, Morgan Freeman's character, was an Irishman with red hair. Read the book, and then they made it to Morgan Freeman. Like, how crazy is that? We only see Shawshank Redemption <laughs> this way. Isn't that crazy? But like you said, these actors have to be quality. Our minority actors have to be quality. Yes. Yeah, and it's like like with trans people, like you, it doesn't have to be a statement. Like just. Have a really good trans actor or actress on the show, and then mm-hmm. it just be that. Like, why yeah. do we have to find? Oh, this is just so you guys know we have a trans person on the show. That's very true. It's like that's not uh, trans people that's, don't introduce yeah. themselves that way. They don't walk up to say, "Hi, yeah, I'm a trans gay woman." For that matter too, you, you know? know? You yeah. Don't walk up and like, oh, hi. I'm yeah. And that's yeah. why, yeah, like that shouldn't be the subject of it. Just that person should be the topic, or that acting ability, or or whatever they bring to whatever scene they're in. It shouldn't yeah, have and to that's, be. Uh, and that's what exhausted me about the press I was doing with Prison Break is it was like, I'm happy to be out. I think it's important, That's especially for people like me. But then I'm like, okay, so let's talk yeah. about something else. Yeah. It was gay, gay, I'm a gay, human gay, gay, being. gay. Everything was gay. Yeah, you know, and there's, I've also met the actor Tommy Dorf, the, who's on um, 13 Reasons. Um, and it was similar with him because he's playing a gay character and he's gay and it's the first thing he's ever done and he's sort of like blown up. But I wonder like, how is his career in terms of like the diversity yeah. of characters he's going to be seen as it's going to be a fight for him to break that because he's being labeled as this thing where at the same time it's important to come out so it's like this weird it's such a fine yeah. line it's such yeah, a no long term happy. evolutionary thing because uh, um, I feel like uh, you know as as you're building celebrity that's like kind of like adding to the overall pot the uh, every everybody is uh, as, as you guys well know is trying to cast Celebrities like people with names and like how do you for social media name? followers? Which don't yeah. get me started. And how well how also how do you differentiate yourself? So especially as like a person of color, you're like I'm an Egyptian American actress. Then all of a sudden you get being pulled into like roles like I did on Prison Break, where I, I I'm like craving a role where I don't have an accent, you know. Mm. And and it's so funny because I'm nothing like that character. So in one in one nothing. case, yeah. So on one hand, that's like okay, look, he's like you're he's like a, a gentle lamb, and I was like. I'm like a baby giraffe. <laughs> 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 Took it a step. Yes. I'm like, okay, I can keep going. But so, <laughs> so like, so on one hand, you're like, oh, great. Like, he has this range. But on the other hand, I'm sort of like, you, Hollywood went out of their way to put me in this stereotypical box where I Which could. But you weren't even auditioning for it. Exactly. So, and, and it's the same thing happened in Morocco when we were filming. Like, we would go into these people's neighborhoods. And that's where locations would be. And they're like perfectly nice. And they're really excited that we're shooting. And I'm sure they're not being paid enough um, or paid anything. I don't know, in Morocco. Um, and we would literally destroy the, 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 they would come in and like put like ISIS flags and have like fires burning Thanks. and like really destroy it to make the Middle East into this image that the United States <laughs> wanted to, to, for it to be, you know? And th- there was one scene that was like an ISIS rally and there was like 300 extras 
and I was in the middle of it, and I was like, this is the scariest thing oh I've God. ever done in my life. And all the extras who were from Morocco were like, this is hilarious. <laughs> because representation is not an issue for them because everyone's like Arab in Morocco, you know? But I was thinking, I was, I, I, it, it was, it was really hard. I mean, it was really hard to kind of swallow that like, if I am gonna make my living acting and move forward, sometimes you just have to like grin and bear it. But that's also why I give a lot of credit to you guys for being like, no, I'm just gonna do my own shit. Can I say that? Stop. Yes, you can. In fact, I'm gonna make fun of that. You said we just have to grin and bear it and swallow like like you said yeah. like, all in one I know, sentence. We, like, I say other. innuendo. <laughs> I'm like I talk in innuendos without knowing it. No, no, no. I'm but, an old but, lady. but that's fun. But you know that's fun. But then we have actors <laughs> like Victor Garber, who has dominated Broadway. Uh, he was on Titanic. He's he always plays the straight guy, but nobody ever questions his yeah. sexuality because he's, he's such a good actor. Yeah. So he's I totally think out. I think our talent can sort of get through that. I think he probably has a little bit of white privilege too, but I think that our talent can go through that. All right, this is a, a fun question for all of us. Um, people want to know, and I got this when we announced who was on the show. We got this email about many people on the panel. Uh, dealing with dating and entertainment. Who is single here? Raise your hand. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so how do you uh, deal with dating entertainment? You don't. Yeah. Yeah, you don't. I mean, uh, from my perspective, I don't even have time to think about it. If I it happens, similar. if it happens. Yeah, but we all have needs, though. I swear <laughs> what I've learned from dating people in entertainment, I will never date an entertainment person again. I'll date them for a week and then whatever. <laughs> it's, it's just too much, but like, because yeah. like like well, I just posted about. on Facebook. I was like, date the guy who has like a hundred Instagram followers. Like, don't date. No, but that's <laughs> shady. <laughs> and you like, say that, but you don't mean that. No, I, know I that do. You don't mean that. So I was on a date, like, well, a date. We yeah. had coffee. I was like, like two or three weeks ago, and so we had never talked about my show. That was never. I met him on Grinder. That was never a conversation. Like it was just very lighthearted. And so we're having coffee, and he called me Christian like three times. And I'm like. My name's Gabriel. And oh, I didn't I like correct him. No, my character on my show, his name is Christian. So, right. so he just kept calling me Christian. Oh, and I'm like, creepy. this is weird because I haven't even really talked creepy. about that yet. Yeah, so just like, you never know people's intentions or people's whatever. And right, like, people probably want to like be in your films all the time. I mean, yeah, but I mean, yeah. <laughs> we all have names though. Like, Paul. Yes. Dating. Uh, I, I date a Kate. You know, I go through phases. I'm in a non dating kind of phase. You know, I'll go through phase. Say that, but if it hits us, it's going to hit us. I'm in a slutty phase. Yeah, but I'm not... I'm opposite. You're in a slutty phase. You were born in a slutty phase. The doctor was like, it's a slut. (laughs) (laughs) I'm all talk. You were dating other doctors while he delivered you. (laughs) Uh, You know, I'm open. I'll I'll date, but I don't don't go out and seek it a lot. And I I am on those apps, but I don't take them seriously, and I rarely engage. Well, those apps are not... You know, yeah. it's kind of. It's hard I kind to of date people in entertainment, though, isn't it? Yeah. I, well, I mean, it's hard dating in general. Is it? I, is I think it it's LA? hard in LA. I think yeah. it's I, LA. I, I think it's LA. Yeah. I also think it's like we're all like, as you know, we're hustling and working mm. so hard. Yeah. At yeah. least that's my assumption. And so, like, it can be hard to commit to a person in the way that you really get to know them. And that's why I sort of am like. If it comes, it comes, and that's but that's been my full. Oh God, why do I open my <laughs> mouth? I, I try not to <laughs> keep talking. If a person <laughs> happens to appear and I feel an attraction to them, then so be it. Um, but otherwise, but would you make time for that person? I mean, if I you like so. someone, are you sometimes so you are you so busy can't. that sometimes you, you literally can't. I think no, you if know. I can't, if I can, I would. If I, I don't, I'm, I'm self-aware enough. Alexander, not you. 
sure. I, I think I'm self-aware enough to know, like, I don't have room to hold this right now, and I and I communicate that to a person if they're interested in me, and, and I and I can't. So I, I think I don't know. But you're so structured, like with life, whatever. Like, what would a date with you be like? You'd be like, Are we gonna have a vegan <laughs> meal? I'm not vegan. Um, Thank God. Uh, well, I like. A, like, what would a fun date seem like? Because like you're very structured. Sharing a bottle of wine and like a, a good dinner, I think, is is like my ideal. Because then you get to talk and it's a little bit structured, and then you're a little like a little drunk, but not too drunk, and food is delicious. And then like, who knows if it's if I'm always if there's a vibe, then there's a vibe. If not, then like you know, nice to meet you. I learned something about myself. Take That's care. so grown up and so like whatever. Because if I don't gel with somebody, I'm like, hi, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> we talked. You're not dating, you know. Yeah, I don't do that so much anymore. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we do a thing on the show called Rapid Fire. You three filmmakers are up. Now, because it's a filmmaker episode, you guys all have the same questions. So it'll be very easy. Ready? It's not my usual rapid fire where it's like, uh, your dream celebrity casting lead, male and female. Who wants to go first? Like a love interest or like? No, you're not in it. It's, oh. your, oh, it's okay. your film. And who would be your lead, male and female? Not that they have to be together, but like, you know. Katie Blanchett. Yes, done. Did you, oh, they released Blue Jasmine on oh Epix. Have you guys seen Blue Jasmine? It's one of my it's favorites. It's the most beautiful yes. pieces, other than Requiem for a Dream. It's one of the most you Is have to beautiful? watch Blue Jasmine. Yeah. Huh? I'm sorry, Requiem for a Dream. Ah, <laughs> uh, my favorite movie of all time. Really? Love Darren Aronofsky. Can't. It was his first watch film. Watch it again. I've oh seen it God. once, and that was it. But it's good because he's one of my favorite filmmakers. Yeah, you listed yeah. that. You have to watch it more than once to be a favorite. Anyway, okay. <laughs> and um, um, Jake Gyllenhaal, because he's really good. He's and so he's underrated. Cute. Because for a reason. <laughs> he's like has Whoa. these like like watery eyes that he's always like, oh, I he's don't know really what to do. He's really good. He, you know, and now he's yeah. on Broadway singing Sunday in the Park with George. Oh, is he? I didn't know that. I would say Jessica Lange. I'm like obsessed with Jessica Lange. Yes, I like. I literally just like just my done. passing times. I would just YouTube like interviews of her, just because she's like she does not care. Like she's she has no ego. She. Has, yeah. I just love listening to her. Keep talk. in mind, she's had a resurgence because of American Horror Story. And yeah. who would think when they announced her on TV, a lot of her haters were like, "This actress on TV," and then she nailed it. She's and she's so had good. this. Young people from the I FX want her to go generation. Back to American know. Horror Story. She was so good on. She's here. coming back for the she next is? season. Yes, oh she is. Oh my god! Have you ever seen King Kong from like the seventies? Um, I don't think so. She's, she replaced Meryl Streep. Yeah, she, that's her first job. Oh yeah, she's Meryl Streep didn't get it. Yeah. Meryl Streep didn't get it because she was too ugly. So they cast. Jessica I mean, they, they did. They did something good. Oh, was that the story yeah. that Meryl Streep? Yeah, she's was on the subway. Yeah, I've heard that story. You guys, but watch Tootsie. Tootsie had Jessica Lange. That movie really good. That movie is good. She was so movie. nervous because she couldn't play comedy that she would Jessica Lang would cry. She's like, I can't do this. I can't play comedy. And the director said, Don't play comedy, play your role. <laughs> and she did. And she won an know. Oscar for it, right? Did Supporting she? actress, yeah. I think yeah. so, yeah. Yeah. And Dustin Hoffman is amazing too. Yeah. Yeah. So that would be your I don't have a guy one. I don't I'm not really into guy actors. I know that's weird. I'm like, <laughs> but if you had a cast I'm like, like such your a lead feminist. actor. I'm like just like, yeah, women everywhere. I would cast Jessica Lang to play the male part. <laughs> she can. I she can too. do she both. Do, yeah. She can. She would. Yeah. She has done both too in her career. <laughs> that 
that is not public knowledge. Paul. W- <laughs> well, I was going to say Jessica Lange, but I'm going to say Shirley MacLaine. Ooh, that's I, uh, she's so she softened good. up though uh, over the years. She's so nice now. She didn't used to be nice. Stop it! This is my choice, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm choosing Shirley. I mean, the my name's I, on the I, banner. I just I think she. <laughs> oh, oh, you're right. Uh, she's so great. I, I think she's great. I'm kidding. She's and really good. No, you hate her. I mean, it's good. You just said <laughs> I she's love soft. You just said she's soft. I just rewatched. Shirley, are you watching? Postcards from oh, the she Edge. Just she's me. soft now <laughs> because you know she's gotten older. Well, she's eighty-eight or something, isn't wow. she? I don't know how she is, but she's. I think. Did you guys see in her shoes? It's just little. Yes, one. yeah, but you know, like, even if you, no one to me can elicit like a tear and wreck me the way like terms of endearment. And there are just moments with her as an actor that I think she she's so gifted, and it. I, I love her, and I have I would you seen love Sweet Charity? Her. No, because I don't oh like my musicals, God, you- but. You so have to. It's kind of a mess, but like in an amazing way. <laughs> really? I mean, she's I've seen amazing. bits of it, but I've never seen the whole thing. Oh, she's yeah. amazing. Well, yeah, she I don't want to ruin her for you, but she's good. The yeah. movie's a, a disaster, but she's really good. Like a beautiful disaster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Kelly Clarkson. Uh, <laughs> gentlemen, if you... Oh, my God. <laughs> if you could go back and direct any film, what would it be? The Philadelphia Story with Catherine Hepburn. Ooh. Who yeah. she she fought for that role because she was box office. Well, she had office. the rights. Oh, she yeah. had the rights for the play, and then, yeah. Because she was smart. Yeah. But mm. she was box office poison yeah. at that point. She's one of my favorites. Awesome. Yeah. Philadelphia Story. The First Wives Club. That's like That's my all time favorite movie. I watch that movie at least like once a week. Like, I'm just obsessed with the whole movie. Because <laughs> you're the Sarah Jessica Parker role. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Goldie Hawn in that movie. You're getting there. Paul. <laughs> 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 uh, uh, I don't know. Gone with the Wind. Wow. Well, we know that movie went through so many different transitions. George Cooker, who do, uh, directed Women, because he was gay. Oh, is it because he was gay? Really? really? Oh, Clark Gable would not work with a gay director. No. Oh, right. It's all oh, in memos. Kidding. And he said, no, this true. faggot, it's 100% you are true. Kidding. George Cooker oh. directed some of the most amazing yeah. films of Hollywood. The women? He got fired. Gone with the Wind went through three different directors. And you know what's funny? Vivian Lee went to uh, get coached by I George Cukor after he was fired. Wow. So she would spend her one day off on Sundays yes. and go and work with George Cukor. And it was, of course, credited to Victor Fleming. I love that he was Fleming. in yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yes. And do you know that Gone with the Wind, Vivian Lee was supposed to be Catherine Hepburn. Yeah. Can you yeah. imagine that movie? What? It wouldn't have had that same. I She's love. She's like the most movie. northern, like New England. <laughs> what? Yeah, that would have made no that sense. Wouldn't have worked. That's that's <laughs> that just that touching. just would have been a great part of history. You know, yeah. I love that era. So I think that's why. Your onset personal must-haves, and I don't mean like oh I need water and whatever. I mean like your personal like when I do a show like I have a picture of my family and you know have Twizzlers like, a little troll doll. Twizzlers? All right. <laughs> That's so deep. <laughs> I have like this matte powder that I have, like, because I get so shiny. So I'm like, I'm so paranoid about being shiny when I'm filming. Like, I have to, like, You guys, these answers face. are so deep. People usually I say, know. like, the rosary. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I'm have like, you met us? Like, my whole thing is, ashes. like, am I shiny? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, no, none of that. You are a little shiny. <laughs> so the minute you said See? that, where's my powder? Matt, 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 Facetune 2. <laughs> for me I mean I mean I, I don't know because I shot my feature with two crew members so I don't have time to think about what I have and what I don't have you do I'm a lot of roles there. on your set so <laughs> yeah like I'm just like there in the moment so as long as I have my phone or 
you know, I'm alive. I'm good with that. Yeah. In your estimation, what is the most overrated film? Wow. God. I'm going to ask this of all of our film people. Mm. Sorry. I just saw Avatar for the first time like six that months is such ago. Such an honest answer, and I support you. And it's I boring. Didn't get it? Like it I fell I asleep a little Very bit, and boring. I had to pause it and then rewind because I was like, "Oh wait, why? What happened to this guy with the legs?" And it just okay. Yeah, Avatar. I'm not crazy about that. One. I love that choice because I think that's a very honest choice. That he has so much film financing. And in fact, we used to work for the bank that's helping that. They're doing like three sequels and yeah, a cartoon it's like a big and all thing. that. Yeah. Um, can I say Star Wars because I've never seen them? I've only no, seen the first one. You can't say you haven't seen. Ooh, but yeah. mine is Star Wars. 1977 <laughs> is so boring. <laughs> the first Star Wars is boring. Have you had to sit and really watch it with not your phone no. and without anything? <laughs> I, I'm challenging you. When I was little, I did, I, I, and I loved it. Yeah, sorry. When we were little, watch it again without your phone and have to watch. Star Wars is a little boring. But how do you separate yourself from... See, this is the issue. Is that how do you? I should do with like little red lines. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, well, no, no, no. I, I better back away from the microphone because the uh, the Star Wars thing is. Oh, uh, I'm a huge. Star- Come on, I'm a huge. Yeah, you're a Star Trek fan. Well, Star Trek is different than Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought of one. I thought of um, American Hustle. I think that's really overrated. I seen. I saw that's it once. Very and I was like, interesting. Yeah. And I was really hoping, like. It would that's, be good. That's I, you interesting. Know, it made me hate Jennifer Lawrence, and she was one of my favorite actresses. Oh, oh. wow. Because she was that's terrible. That's a real she was terrible. That's a really good, because uh, I agree with you. I think. I mean, she I, kept losing her, her I dialogue agree. Like, the whole time. Yeah. But it, it wasn't even her, just about her. It was about the whole thing. The it was movie. like, let's sensationalize on all these hot Hollywood <laughs> actors. Let's do a shitty film that it we kind of like care about. fashion parade. But it's the media tells us what we should like or not like. Yeah. You're right. That's true. I was struggling. I was struggling, but I've come up with one. Are you rapping? <laughs> I know. I thought he yeah, was like, for a minute, too. I know Corbett. Yeah. Corbett, like, just I'm a rapper, too, it, yo. And then he's like... That's just how straight people talk. He draws out his face. <laughs> I'm struggling. I thought you were rapping. <laughs> I thought he was, too. I, <laughs> I love this guy. All right, all right. All you guys, right, he's going to rap. Right. Hey, bring it in, everybody. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. So, Manchester by the Sea? <gasps> yes! Oh, yes! I call it Manchester yes. by the Sea minus. Oh, my God. It was oh. good, but it was, yeah. That's no, it was, good. said it was good. It wasn't good. I mean, Even from... I it, cried. I'm going to be honest. It was nice. Well, I don't <laughs> like... I don't... I just don't like the... But the a film lead. shouldn't just be nice. That's what I'm saying. The rapist? Yeah, I don't <laughs> like the rapiness. <laughs> I just but don't like, I don't but know, beyond I, that, you can't act cost, constipated and get an Academy <laughs> Award. But that whole film was well, so... Well, are we talking about him or the movie itself? The because whole movie. The, story the whole movie was, was I mean, like, the screenplay was great. But we I were think. told this was a movie that we should worship. And so we all thought, oh, should we watch this You're film right. and worship? Totally. It was, a, it, was a, it was a good movie. It was a good movie. But, like, the it, all we're talking about is, is the, uh, the level of right. hype. Right, I yeah. yeah. So, yeah, definitely overrated, yeah. Yeah. I would have seen it on my own and not hated it if I wasn't told this is the best film. Agreed. And actors, actors do a good job, now we nominate them. No, that's your job, is yeah. acting. Yeah. Act well in everything. <sighs> okay, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Funniest on-set story. Like, what's happened on-set that's just so funny? This, this is for every. We're going to have a show with, with everybody's story. Whether it's theater, film. Well, when like, I filmed my episode with Leslie Jordan, like, he was so he's funny. A mess. He's a 
but he's, he's all over the a place. lot. He's a little like you know. I did a radio show with him, not mine, because I can't invite him in because he is literally all over the place. <laughs> he's so he came and he brought like twenty outfits. He like which either one so of them nice. probably fit. He was so nice. He was like, oh, what do you want me to wear? Like he was like so theatrical. And I was like, okay, like you know, I gave him his outfit to wear, and he like just took all his clothes off right there in the middle of everything and just changed. It. He's like, honey, I'm from Broadway. We don't go to the bathroom. I'm like, okay. So, but he was so funny. But he just kept kind of like in the middle of his lines, he'll kind of like start telling me a story. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, we're, we're acting right now. But he's super sweet. He's really funny. But yeah, that was a moment, especially because I love him, like from Will and Grace and all of that. Like, But here's here's the thing that we have to realize is that they're so different than what we yeah. love. I love Leslie Jordan for what he's done for the community. I could not work with him at all. I mean, he kind of is like his character on Will and Grace a little bit in real life. But he has no, like, like you said. I love him. He's been such a good mentor to me, and he's been, like, so nice to me. And even, like, when I was writing my pilot, he sent me a bunch of scripts. Because, like, I don't know really, like, what the format, like, how this should look. And he's been so supportive. But, yeah, he's he's very, and he'll even tell you, like, he's um, a little bit self-absorbed. I think we all are as actors. But, so it's always He sent me five books to read. Oh, yeah. He says, I'm the hero in all of them. He's a big fan of himself. (laughs) As he should be. He's been been in the industry for like decades, for a long time. Honestly, he's great. What's one of your funny? I mean, when we were shooting Strange Love, I didn't know that I didn't really have to eat the donuts. Because I don't (laughs) act. So I, I keep Somebody give me a donut box on set, I'm eating them all. We have a scene where I'm eating all these donuts. And I, I ate like seven or eight and then after that I was just like, no, I'm done. So I think, and then I think about it and I think it's funny because no one told me that I didn't have to eat them. I will tell you though, it was such a it was such a gentle moment <laughs> of that. I love that web series. I want to be in it. You should, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about it. Oh, all you guys <laughs> have to put me in the next projects, by the way. That's Let's all I it. get from him every time. Every time I'm like, oh, a new episode. I was like, okay, when am I in the next one? I'm like, oh, I'll get back to you. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, one of your funniest content. Well, I can't we'll decide. If, I can't decide if it would be that that when we film the stuff in the water when we get shipwrecked on dropping the soap, that Kate mines peed on me <gasps> repeatedly. And informed me she was doing it, and she did. So that's how close we are. That or wow. or I did a TV movie where I played Ron Goldman years ago, and I'm the so, director didn't even take credit by the way. I'm so white, and he had a, a deeper skin color. So uh, I said, should I tan? And my just said, no, 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 you're good, it's fine. Ron Goldman so was very. Tan. I showed up, and they put body makeup on me, and I looked like Trump. I mean, I I looked orange, and the director came on set, and he was like, what is going on? Take that off. And so then I had to go in the trailer and, like, wipe everything off because I looked ridiculous. That's it. (laughs) Nothing else that funny. I mean, Um, I have a few. (laughs) I'll try to pick the... um um, When I was... When we were shooting Prison Break in Morocco in the desert, there (laughs) are a plethora of snakes... And so they I send. Couldn't, I couldn't. They send someone like a f- like maybe ten minutes before everyone else arrives, uh, a snake charmer guy, <laughs> who apparently this has been in generations of uh, go- what with the stupid. Innuendo. In my mind, like Punjab from Annie is going. To, like, I need to have sex apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, but so there's a there's, okay. there's a guy <laughs> who like combs the, <laughs> who combs like the sand for snakes and puts them in a jar and like kind of puts a lid on the jar with I think it has holes in it so there's no cruelty of course and then um, and then we arrived but there was one snake that I guess escaped and was very close to Wentworth Miller and his um, bodyguard 
And the bodyguard saw it and freaked out. He was very no no no. It's the actual bodyguard. I'm <laughs> he was uh, <laughs> he was uh, he was. This was the most exciting job he's had because he's the only bodyguard bodyguarded uh, <laughs> politicians before. So he like took it very seriously and he kept screaming. He was like, "Sir, sir, 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 snake!" Oh and so he was screaming. Wentworth was screaming. They like ran out. And then the the. The snake wrangler just came in, like very calmly, just like picked it up, like with his bare bare hands, put it in, and then we, mo- you know, that was it. That was pretty funny, because we thought we were gonna die. With it. <laughs> I say snake, snake when I go to the Abbey. I got nothing funny, but because you're so straight laced and you're so laid back, like something could happen in front of you, you'd be like. That was funny. (laughs) (laughs) You know, but genuinely, I mean, uh, producing has not been funny to me. Writing (laughs) has not been funny to me. Sure. Um, uh, You know, I I was, the only thing that I could think of that's like, uh, like mildly funny, but actually it scares the hell out of me, is that uh, when I was uh, uh, acting in one thing that I was doing it was a I was in a in a pool in a drowning scene I was I had weights all over me yeah it was fucking excuse me but like it was fucking weird and it was like you know I had the weights and I had a jacket on and I had a light over top of me over like a body of water and I was like struggling like at, at the end of every shot I would just stick my hand up out of the water and then somebody like hope somebody would grab my hand to pull me up for a breath oh and that was that wasn't funny <laughs> sounds horrible. but it's a story yeah that sounds, it sounds like, like Mickey's at Friday night like <laughs> I put my hand out there and like yeah. hope someone saves you that's what I got <laughs> Tony sweet thank you so much for taking care of our show <laughs> this has been our filmmaker episode. We've talked about like everything. Lot, yeah. yeah. I love you guys. Thank you guys so much for coming in. Yeah, Follow us on much. social Thanks media. Please us. share us. Send us an email at info at On the Rocks Radio Show. Um, and a thank you to Infusion Beach Club that's opening up in Palm Springs. That you'll see me there weekly. Uh, does anybody have any last, last moments? Oh, what we have to do go around and find out where you can find your films. I'm so sorry, Tony. MartyFWPatriots.com. What? No, you have to say it in English. MightyAphroditePictures.com Perfect. Um, Mine's on YouTube. It's called But She's My Best Friend. Uh, Amazon, Dropping the Soap, or DroppingTheSoap.com Oh. um, uh, (laughs) Prison Break. Prison Break. I guess the reruns. He's pretending he's not famous. (laughs) (laughs) On Hulu, I guess there's reruns. No, but followers can find you on your fan page. Oh, Amin El Gamal. Oh, Amin El Gamal on, on yes. Facebook and Twitter and Feisty Pharaoh on Instagram. That's so funny. That's your Instagram. It was funny. I'll, I'll uh, um, uh, pitch Celebrity Ninja Warrior on NBC tomorrow night. Am I on it? <laughs> I think so. All right. I recognize you. I love everybody. Thank you so much. Tony Sweet, thank you so much. Tune in to UBNRadio.com for amazing content. And if you want to host your own show, you can. All right. <laughs> Sasa! Thank you. This has been On the Rocks with Alexander every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on Universal Broadcasting Network. Find me on Facebook on On the Rocks Radio Show. Tweet me or Instagram me at On the Rocks On Air. See you next Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs>